welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. It is amazing to be here tonight. I'm getting really, really excited. This is our third week. One, two, no, our fourth week. We are, well, yeah, because the first was on a Friday, so that's one, two. We're in our fourth week of Spooky Month. Next week on the 28th, we are going to be doing our Halloween show, so have all your spooky stuff ready for Halloween night. It's going to be a really fun show. So, yeah, I'm getting really excited about it. Jimmy Ray Davis made this really cool reface picture of me, like Halloween picture of me, a couple of them actually, which is pretty amazing. So I'm getting all in the spooky spirit. And, uh, yeah, I've been sitting here just speaking of a spooky spirit, which is exactly what I'm feeling like right now. Sunday is Christopher's birthday. And so I am every year, and those of you who knows know what this is, then I love it because you're as nerdy as me. But every year I make him his favorite anime character out of clay. I sculpt him doing, yeah, like I did one for Easter of him coming out of an egg. I did one for his birthday of him holding a cake. Um, I did one, oh, I've done quite a few of them. Anyway, so this year I'm I'm making one where it's going, because I've been watching the British Baking Show, so I'm going to make him this, like, showstopper cake with a tonberry on top and so it's going to be a tonberry themed birthday cake any of you who know what a tonberry is then yay i'm really glad i know robbie you're googling it right now no fair cheating so yeah that's going to be fun but i've been working the clay and so you know i don't know if any of you've ever worked clay before done any sculpting but you're hands get covered in a residue from the clay it's kind of like a a sticky tacky and I was working on that lost track of time looked up like oh my gosh it's time for the show and threw the clay down and grabbed all my paperwork everything here and I picked up I'm drinking a glass of Pinot Noir a glass of bottle of wine that I was given as a gift so I'm enjoying a glass of Pinot Noir tonight and pick up my glass and there's like a ghost fingerprint. Everything that I'm touching right now is getting like these white, weird fingerprints left all over it. It's like really kind of strange. Ooh, that's my spooky music. (laughs) All right. So anyway, welcome everybody to the show. We are a open mic poetry show where you can call in and read your works. We always do a short... um, short run of announcements and the inspiration of the Inkwell segment of the show with your little mini workshop in it. So make sure you have papers and pencils ready. We'll be getting to that in just a moment. I want to let you know first, though, if you would like to call in tonight and share, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. And I cannot confirm nor deny this fact yet, but I have a suspicion there is something going on with the phone lines. So if you're getting a fast, busy signal and you're trying to call in, just keep trying. It'll let you in eventually. If it just keeps kicking you off, just keep trying 
and uh, I'm sure they're working on it. Right now it looks like we've only got five lines coming into the show that are active, and so those are the five main lines, and then we have like uh, 295, or no, 195 other lines that are down. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're trying to get in, just keep trying. Same thing with the chat room. So I'm sure someone will tell me that Mercury is in retrograde tonight or something because everything, everything's going kind of screwy. I'm even leaving ghost fingerprints. This is so funny. I'm touching shit on purpose now. You can see my mouse, little white fingerprints all over my keyboard. <laughs> it's crazy. All right. So, yeah, that's the number to call in. That's what we're doing tonight. I'm going to let you know real quick, if you're interested in putting together a writer's workshop with us. I would love to have you do that. It, you don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do one of these. Basically, you know, it's just a way for us to spend some time together and have some fun. And if you think, oh, that would be cool, but I don't know what to do it on, Google it. Google Poetry Workshop or Poetry Form or whatever interests you in poetry and find something online and use it for a guideline. Okay? It would be a lot of fun. You can shoot me a message on Facebook and let me know if you would like to do this. And if you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A, like New York and Los Angeles, Nyla Alicia, last name Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Let me know what you want to put together, and we will do that. Your workshops can be anywhere from 30 minutes to three hours long. Basically, we'll just get started and go till you're done, up to three hours. You can pre-record these on your computer and send me the MP3 file. You can have me do a conference call with you and start this up and then I will mute myself and you just go and do your do your thing. You be you, have fun with your workshop and go till you're done and I can I can pre record it through a workshop uh, uh, conference line if you'd like. Or if you want to do these live you can do that as well. Or you can do a combination of both part recorded and part live. Just let me know what you want to put together. The next thing we need to do is make sure that we thank our sponsors. It's so important to make sure that these people get recognized for the heroes that they are for stepping up to the plate in 2020 and pulling some changes out of their pockets and and helping to contribute towards the our 2021 broadcasting license and really appreciate you guys the on behalf of the whole community seriously really appreciate it I mean you know, if if it was not for listeners, now I sound like a public service. If it was not for listeners like you, we would not be on the air anymore. But that's true. You know, that's that's most definitely true. So all of you help keep us on the air. All of you help support this community, and I appreciate it so much. All in your own ways too. But at this moment, I want to thank all of those who contributed towards our broadcasting license for 2021, and those people are. Dun, dun, dun. Melvin Douglas Johnson, Todd Carter, Vicki Aqua, Sean and Maddie Gullickson, Audrey Michelle, George Wiley, Bart Solarchek, Brad and Darlene Kuhn, Uma Pochapalli, Christy Doherty, Douglas Curry, Eric Sheldon, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Gina Storm, Raymond Bentley, John Kays, Paula Sweet, Timothy Melton, Ronald P. Bremner, Kevin Kraft, Honey Parker, Karen DeWitt, Larry Teal, Robert Mickey, Jade Mist, Rose Rosen, Christopher Ryan, Trina Pierce, Dennis Must, and Barbara Cope Wilson. Donations were also made anonymously in the names of and memory of Cherry Rose, Ray Neighbors, Charles C.B. Banks, Glenn Still, Philip Kent Church, Rick Smith II, and King's Cadence. 
So thank you, everybody, so much for keeping this community alive. And speaking of, I said next week is our spooky Halloween show on the 28th on Thursday. Is it the 28th? The 28th, I think it's the 28th on Thursday. Um, yeah, the 28th. And then it's, I haven't decided whether it's going to be the 4th or the 11th of November, but we are doing our anniversary show. And it will be our 15th year on the air. 15 years. I don't even know how. I'm going to have to look and see how many episodes that is. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So have a lot of really fun things planned for that day on our anniversary show. There will be no homework, by the way, no workshop on that day, because I'm hoping that Jimmy Ray will come on the show and host with me for our anniversary show. And I kind of really want to talk about and maybe get some of those people on the show who were there at the conception of the idea, the whole cause and effect chain of events that led us to right now today this moment being here together and being here for all these years so it would be really fun to kind of go back on our 15th anniversary and and kind of you know reminisce be a little nostalgic right that time of year okay so very very excited about our anniversary show coming up all right so Sponsors, workshops, blah, 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 anniversary show, Halloween show. I think we're good. I think we're good on all that. You know what time that makes, though, right? It's time for, I really want to make some, like, logo music or, or intro music for this section, but it's time for, dun, 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 inspiration from the inkwell. Inspiration from the Inkwell, your workshop portion, mini workshop portion of the show. Have your notebooks and your pens ready. We're going to run through these. If you happen to miss anything during the program or during this section, don't worry about it. You can come back after the show has aired and goes into our archives, and there will be a podcast you can listen to. And start and stop at your leisure and get all this written down. So you know, don't, don't worry if I get you lost somewhere. I'm sure I probably will. So I am going to give you, for your first assignment, your writing assignment for the week, it's basically a free writing assignment, but everyone's always saying, but I don't know what to write about, and that's the whole point. You're not supposed to have anything to write about. You're just supposed to pick up your paper and pen and write the first thing that comes to mind. Instead, Even if you wrote the first thing that comes to mind literally 50 times on the paper, okay, it's just to move your pen. But I'm taking that excuse away from you guys, and I'm giving you a... Basically, it's like a free writing finish that thought prompt. I'm giving you the thought. You write at the top of your page and start writing answers to it. Okay. So the prompt this week, the finish that thought writing prompt is, who knew simply looking through the window could blank? Who knew simply looking through the window could what? Write that at the top of your journal page and then write the answer. And then go down and write another answer, and write another answer, and write another answer. And keep writing down all the different answers you can think of to that thought. Finish it in a million different ways if you can. Who knew something like simply looking through the window could what? All right. So there you have that. Have fun with it. Next, I'm going to give you your poetry prompts. Now, remember prompts, they are like seeds planted. 
I'm holding up a dandelion fluff and blowing it in the wind. It's the same prompts for everybody, but who knows what they'll grow into. That's the exciting part of the show for me. That really is. That's like my ultimate high is throwing something out there and watching something come back. There's just some magic in seeing what someone will take some, how someone will take something and make it grow into something amazing. So, yeah. So it's really cool when you do that. Just, you know, not any pressure or anything, but just hint, hint. Yeah. Okay, the prompt can be the title of your poem. It can be a line in your poem, or it can be the general concept of the poem. And beyond those guidelines, whatever you do with them is up to you. So what I want you to do is number your paper 1 through 12. And we're going to run through these. Number 1, sleep be your flowering tree. Sleep be your flowering tree. Two, of whose fantasy am I prisoner? Of whose fantasy am I prisoner? Number three, carving myself out of what's left behind. Oh, you guys hear Emmy? Yeah, that's my puppy. So, um... Yeah, I need to deal with my dog, you guys. It's not like we're a professional show that's been on the air for how many years. I'm going to play an audio track while I take care of this pup <laughs> because nobody's here but me, and I need to do it. I'm going to play a piece by Constantine, and it is called The Fall, and I thought it was a great, great piece to start out the show with real quick, and then we'll get back to your writing prompts in just a moment. seems so far, forever seems so cold, forever cries the heart, forever yearns the soul, and when all the angels fly far from thee, when demons dance in dreams, When all these words don't seem to form, what are words without your soul? Forever light the stars, forever haunts the ghost. And when all the angels fly far from thee, Fall down on me, we'll fly into the night. 
such an incredible performer. All right, you guys, so sorry about that. My puppy just decided that the UPS man needed to be devoured. So, um, yeah. <sighs> These things we deal with, right? <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and get back to your writing prompts. I had only given you uh, two, so we're going to start over again real quick. Prompts, meant to grow into poems, can be the title of, a line in, or the general concept of your poem, and number paper 1 to 12. Your number one prompt, (laughs) sleep be your flowering tree. Sleep be your flowering tree. Number two, of whose fantasy am I prisoner? Of whose fantasy am I prisoner? Number three, carving myself out of what's left behind. I like that one. Carving myself out of what's left behind. Four, Little, this one's for Jimmy. Little dolls that can only stare. Little dolls that can only stare. Five, just beyond the window. Just beyond the window. Number six, what the bones know. What the bones know. Nine, in a darkness made of butterflies. In a darkness made of butterflies. Number eight. As shadows tended their fires. As shadows tended their fires. Nine. Water music. Water music. Ten. Something born to perish. Something born to perish. Number eleven. How poetry is made. How poetry is made. And number 12, letter to my mother. Letter to my mother. All right, that's it. Remember, you can mix and match these and combine any number of them to create a poem. You can write one poem for each prompt if you wanted to get real ambitious, or you can get real froggy and use all 12 prompts in one poem. Okay, whatever you do with them, have fun with them. We have combined, we're going to do your writing exercise right now. We've come back, we've, we've taken your poetry prompts and are using them in combination now with your writing exercise because I think it's going to make it easier when one feeds off the other like this. And that way you're, you're doing one thing in unison instead of doing two completely separate things, and I think that you're just going to have more fun with it that way. This exercise is to highlight that what you do with your prompt before you write to it is far more important than what you write. We all have muscle memory, knee-jerk reactions to any kind of inspirational stimulation, just like any other muscle memory in our body. If someone says October, I will bet you dollar to donuts that there are 90% of us all with that same image in our mind, image concept in our mind. And so writing to that inspiration is predictable. That's what most people are going to write. And we don't want to be most people, do we? We want to create our own unique voices. And so doing things like this are going to help you push beyond your 
triggered muscle memory to a, to a source of inspiration and find something deeper. Okay. So what we're going to be doing is taking the 12 prompts that I just gave you, and from the list I want you to start on a clean journal page and write down the first prompt, which in this case was, Sleep Be Your Flowering Tree. It's kind of a complex one. I like it. All right, so anyway, yeah, write down your first prompt at the top of the page. Then what I want you to do is instead of writing a poem to it, at this point, what I would like you to do is write down at least six different poems that you could write to that prompt. So if I said the prompt of October, I can write a jack-o'-lantern poem. I can write a poem about Thanksgiving. I can write a poem about, um, you know, blah, 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 going on down the line orange leaves, but what else is there? What else can I write a poem about? What else can I get past those and find the what else's? All right, so at least six, minimum of six. You can write more if you want. When you're done with that one, go to number two, write it, at the, write it on the page, and then write down at least six different poems you could write to that prompt and go on and on until you're down to the, the 12th prompt and you have at least six poems you could write to each of the 12 prompts. The cool thing about this is, and I can promise you, and yes, Soldier Blue, I see you on the line, you cannot do this exercise without an idea grabbing a hold of you and you writing to it. It is absolutely impossible. I absolutely 100% guarantee that. So if you don't believe me, try it. I dare you. I double dog dare you. <laughs> okay, so that is your writing exercise. I'm going to run through the list one more time real quick. One, sleep be your flowering tree. Two, of whose fantasy am I prisoner? Three, carving myself out of what's left behind. Four, little dolls that can only stare. Five, just beyond the window. Six, what the bones know. Seven, in a darkness made of butterflies. Eight, as shadows, tend their, ten, as shadows tended their fires. Nine, water music. Ten, Something Born to Perish, 11, How Poetry is Made, and 12, Letter to My Mother. All right, there you go. Have fun with those. Remember, we are focusing on reading, 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 reading. If you're not reading more than you're writing, you're doing it. What? Backwards. Yes, backwards. You need to have input in order to have output. Next thing is is that we are striving to learn at least one new poetry form every single month. This is an area that all of us can use some help with so set that challenge for yourself even if you're not a poet who writes in you know traditional forms you should know how they work you should do at least one only out of our comfort zones do we grow so even if you ever only write one sistina in your entire life you need to write one, at least one okay anyway next Last thing I've really been pushing for and I, this one's a really important one for a plethora of reasons and when I do my uh, Writer's Block is just an urban legend workshop for you guys. You'll understand why I say this, but this is one of the most important things you can do as a writer, something as simple as this. And that is, I want you to write a haiku every single day. A haiku, yes. Three lines, five syllables, seven, five. A haiku every day. 
go out in your day when you whatever you do when you get up in the morning even if you're in your pajamas all day or you get up and you head out to work whatever you're doing I want you to every day walk through your day and find something worth 15 syllables or excuse me 17 syllables and I don't even care if there's only 15 syllables just get the idea written down you can always come back later and uh Add the extra syllables, but find something every single day in your day that's worth 17 syllables. And it doesn't have to be a great one. You're going to write a lot of crap in your life, trust me. But you have to write the crap in order to get the good stuff, and you have to write the good stuff in order to get to the genius. You know, in our lifetimes, all of us as as artists, we're probably only going to have a handful, a small handful of masterpieces. And we're going to have armloads of really good work but we're going to be standing in a lot of crap you know you have to give yourself permission to write poorly in order to learn how to write amazingly all right so this is a way just to keep your pen moving every single day to keep your mind churning your mind thinking so every day go out and write a haiku all right and that's it that's what I have for you. That is our inspiration from the inkwell. It's over now. Thank you for participating in our workshop. All right, there. Now, that's our intro and exit for the segment. <laughs> All right. Oh, geez, Louise. So what I'm going to do now is I am going to play an audio track for you, and I always start and end every episode with an audio track by one of you poets and I think that I am going to do another one by Constantine called A Letter in an Urn I'm trying to think about either that one or the Conqueror Worm let's do a letter a letter and an urn alright here we go Last year around this time, I went to see my grandfather in Houston. I was there for a funeral because my grandmother had passed away. You see, she and I, well, we were both strong-willed people, and for a long time we'd been at odds because she didn't approve of the woman that I love, have loved, 19 years now. Even though she left me for another man, I still loved the girl, still do to this day. And I guess I just refused to see anybody else speak ill against her just because of that. It wasn't really her fault. Sometimes things just don't work out. Now, ladies, don't get me wrong. It's not that I don't see you. I'm not going to kick anybody's ass that, again, ever calls me gay. <laughs> but it's just my eyes only have eyes for her. It's just, it's not fair to somebody else when I'm with them. I just think of somebody else. But, I don't know. I guess it pissed off my grandmother to see me hurting. And uh, we got into an impasse. It got so bad that she finally just told me to never come to her house again or, or call her again because I wouldn't stand for her bad-mouthing. But, you know, being Cherokee... You know, when she said that she no longer had a grandson and she was no longer my grandmother, she meant it. 
no matter how mad she might have been at the moment, it cut deep. And I guess after the funeral, my grandfather thought about that, and he sat down at our, at the big kitchen table. It always used to have something on it, but it was empty. Well, there was one exception. He had placed his urn down at the middle of it. It looked as lonely as this poet's heart felt for sure. And he said, I have something for you. He reached inside his pocket and pulled out a yellowed letter. I'd never seen it before. But I guess my grandfather knew I was hurting, so he shared with me the contents. Dear Morris, it began. I know I haven't been much of a daddy's son, but I had to write tonight because tomorrow you'll be 21 years old. I guess your mom has told you, boy, that I was a no-good drunken bum and left her before you were old enough to remember me. You were my firstborn, though, my only child. I know since she worked hard through all these years, I know from what I hear anyway. And she tried to bring you up right, keep you near to her heart. You know, I wish I th- things could have been different, son. Because I've been ashamed all my life of the things I've done. But times were hard when you came along. And I was so young. So was your mom. And I worked for wages that wouldn't even cover the rent. So I left your mother. I just felt like I was bringing her down with dismay. Oh, I wanted all, I mean, I wandered all over this country, son. There isn't much your daddy hasn't done. But son, your mom was right. I, I was just a bum. There's no doubt about that. But I've learned a lot of things that I'd like to tell you about. You know, life is full of roads and paths, but ours, I will never meet because they have never met I regret that and you're a man but still young son and I want you to cherish your life live it wisely for it's just begun choose the path of honor the one that leads to right for this path leads to peace of mind and a future that can be bright And I know where I speak, because I took the wrong path through friends of mine. And I followed, and they led me, just like I was blind. And I didn't care, son, what each turn brought, as long as a woman or a bottle at the end could be sought. And one one night, I was drunk, fighting over over a woman. I killed a man. And I did it just out of spite. But now I'm in jail. But the warden got me your address, son, from the funeral home that had laid your mom to rest. You know, it's hard to realize now that you're such a big boy. I heard you were a soldier, a war hero. I was proud and surprised to hear about that. And I'm so sorry I was not there when your mother died last year, but I was otherwise detained. 
So I guess what I'm trying to say, son, is taking my advice from a man who knows. Choose life's path. You know is right to go. Walking in your mother's shadow. Because her memory can be your light. Please act like her, not me. And your life will turn out right. Don't choose a life that your unknown daddy chose. For the path was full of thorns because I left my beloved rose. With only fleeting fair-weathered friends that eventually turned out to be my life's foes. Well, this is my first letter ever written to you, my son, and, sorry to say, will also be my last. Because... You need to know that my tale is spun because tomorrow for the gallows the hangman for me comes. Because that's just what comes. He lives by the sword, shall die by the sword. But I just wanted you to know and hear for me just at least once more. Because tomorrow you'll be a man, you'll be 21. My life's now over, and as so far as last requests, I have just one. Though my heart bleeds, I never saw you as a man. Oh my God, I beg you, please forgive me, son. And he, his hand shook a little bit as he put it back in the envelope. And he slid it back into his par- pocket. As my heart within the depths of my soul cried. My mind spoke these words, but my le- lips left them unspoken. As my eye slowly turned the urn that sat before me on that empty table. And in my heart, I said, Forgive me, Grandmother. I love you. Fade out. Very incredible piece by Ron Constantine. Absolutely love that poet, the mithril poet. All right. So, guys, if you want to send your track in to me and have it played for the world, the entire world, <laughs> you can do that by emailing a MP3 file, something along those lines, to me at where the is in my speak in my speakeasy title. In my email title, it's the T-H-E, the speakeasycafe at gmail.com. And uh, we can get your track uploaded to the show and play it, and that would be amazing. So, yeah, get those to us, guys. Now, what comes next? Oh, wait, yeah, it's you. (laughs) If you'd like to call in tonight, the number 646-595-3965 is the number you should be dialing. That's 646-595-3965 if you would like to call in. Remember that we do take callers in the order that you call in. And uh, so when you're listening, when you hear your area code, you'll know it's your turn to come on. 
And when I do that, make sure that you introduce yourself. It's really important that your name is attached to your work and that people know who is reading. You can read two poems right now. If the lines get too busy, then we may have to cut that back to just one. And if that happens, I'll let you know. Otherwise, you're good to go with two. Unless, of course, there keep having line issues and then you can read 12 twice and then start over <laughs> okay no you can do two right now we're good to go um make sure that when you are done reading you give everyone your url you want to make sure that they know how to come over and find you and get to know you and your work better before they come back and read again or you come back and read it here again next week then remember also that we have a mature rating. That means that you're going to hear just about anything on here, and you probably will, with the exception of adult porn poems, no no hardcore uh, erotica, anything other than that. You guys are good to go. I'm going to give the first three callers so you kind of have a heads up on where you are. Uh, our first caller comes from area... 619 followed by 219 and then 216. No, not 216. 619, 219, 702, then 216. Then we have 832256. And yeah, where did where did um 256? I think 256 Stanley. Hey Stanley. Okay. All right, so that's the lineup. Let's go ahead and get our first call. Oh, I do want to let area code 903 and 83 or 863 know that you are not in the lineup. If either of you want to come on and read, press 1, and that will alert me that it is okay to unmute your mic. 903. So 903, if you want to come on, there we go. Got you both. Thank you. Okay, let's go ahead and grab area code 619. 619. Hi, Nyla. This is... Hey, James. Hi, this is James. Yes. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing wonderful. Your How dog, are you doing? Your dog has your dog didn't didn't get any meat tonight. So You know, that is absolutely not true. I actually grilled myself, <laughs> char grilled, broiled myself a couple of steaks for dinner. Little ones, these little petite steaks, they were so good. And uh, she got one and I got one, so she just needs to mind her britches, well, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't need a piece of the uh, UPS guy or the whatever he was, one of the deliverers. Not for lack of trying. She, she, she <laughs> yeah. was determined. You know, she was um, picturing him with ketchup, I'm telling you. That's right. Good watchdog. She is. That's she really is. That's the way I look at it, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I have a couple. I've actually grown fond of the Villanelle, believe it or not because of the last one I wrote, and I enjoy the they pacing. They are really fun. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I wrote one. My daughter-in-law was actually schooling me on a term that I wasn't really – I'd been a victim of it, unbeknownst, because I didn't know the term. But you probably know you're younger than I, so it's uh, catfishing. You know, you know I – learned that a few years ago yes okay so i just became <laughs> aware of it so with my big brain 
I kind of went a little deeper, you know, with the with the meaning and got rather socio-political about the whole thing, you know. That I love it. Catfishing, that catfishing just doesn't exist among the masses. You know, it goes higher up. Oh, <laughs> <So. laughs> uh, someone get so this man more coffee. Yeah. So I'm kind of, I go from the biological, you know, the cat fishing, and then I move my way up the hierarchy kind of in the poem. Anyway, okay. no explanation. Cat fishing. A paw in the water, the cat's purring. The catfish below dream of a dead cat. What happens when the catfish are leaping? The old fart playboy is on WhatsApp chatting, dreams of the pic of the busty brunette. No FaceTime at all. The meek? Abhorring. Donald J. Trump starts a business for schooling. Students cry out, I need a Percocet. You better sue. The Sacklers are growling. Wall Street bullies are throwing out baiting. The 10% get a Ponzi sure bet. The 90% wait for the tricking. Congress keeps the climate crisis pausing. Science pulls its hair out as floods are set. Our reward comes in heaven. We're dreaming. Old Playboy meets his beast as it's raining. Trump and the Sacklers are free to get wet. Wall Street schemes, the economy's draining. Statue of Noah, Congress is flooding. That's good. <laughs> I absolutely love it. What a progression. That was incredible, James. <laughs> yeah, so we got up to Congress. So I love the part about scientists pulling their hair out. You know, climate change. Yeah. The whole climate change is something that just because I'm a girl of science and magic. All right. I don't think you Me can too. have science without magic, and yeah. you can't have magic without science. Because that's science right. is magic, and magic is science, guys. Just that's just it. It's science. Trust me. But you know, mm-hmm. climate change is not real. It, the climate change has been real for for millions of years. You know, science proves yes. to go back through the epoches. You know, I'm I'm standing in Alaska, but I'm finding palm tree fossils. How is that? It's because Alaska mm-hmm. used to be a subtropical forest. It used to be a jungle. That's right. You know, climate right. change is real. <laughs> That's funny. You're you're mentioning that because you're prognosticating my next poem. It's it's well, actually honestly, about you guys. We actually set re- this up beforehand. Right. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I used to work at Caltech, so I got to talk with a lot of scientists and um, real brainiacs, you know, like uh, Feynman and, you know, some of the real, um, the ones who make science easy to understand, you know, rather than causing it to become gobbledygook and, and so forth. So anyway, so my, my poem is about uh, the old fool. You know, it's about a retired climate scientist. And I'm kind of doing what you just said. I'm mixing 
the magic of dreaming with the reality of science. It's called the old fool. In the park at dawn, the old man sits. The sun comes up slowly, grandeur in the potent. His eyes follow it. He retrieves his consciousness like a radar of wisdom. The playground is equidistant from his sadness. He's a retired climate change scientist. When the children come with their nannies in tow, his eyes begin to well with old years and old tears. Never married, never loved by only one, dalliances with the rain, a summer sun. He watched the melting icebergs, the sad, slumping disappearance of glaciers. This is all in his mind, that curious organ which he knows might contain all. But the children and their fierce laughter as they enter the din after COVID make his mind hurt his prostate swell, his doomsday fantasies grow. The dream comes upon him as the sun is overhead. The children are shrieking newfound joy in the pit of their eternal nows. Russians, Chinese, North and South Americans begin to watch the migrant caravans as he is doing in his dream. The frightened faces, the ragged children in packaged handouts from churches. The entire world's populations he sees at last. Their glowing faces watching this stream of life. Sadness engulfs all their minds and they sigh collectively as the universe begins to change. Dreamland new countries like Disney creations answer the collective sadness. They know these woes are real. The rich finally open their wallets out of sheer joy seeing the children clothed. As the caravans of suffering slow down and begin to work together, no talk, no separate religious fights, nothing but oneness for survival. His dream continues into the morning's glow. The flowers bloom, the grass accepts the creeping creatures, the birds soar and dart overhead. Even the children slow their play and turn. Post-COVID kids bow as one toward him. The earth is being saved for them at last. The rush of traffic, the shouts of addicts racing past, waiting for the moon, babbling gibberish. He's pulled from his afternoon reverie. Inside, the dream is still there. He remembers an old Beatles song. Was it sung by John or was it Paul? And the eyes in his head See the world spinning round. 
The old fool inhales deeply, looks up as the clouds of Tao and beyond form wisps of glorious potent. That's it. I absolutely love it. Thank I you. absolutely loved it. Fantastic job on that, James. Yeah, it was fun. All right. I will let Tell you everyone go how they can and, come love uh, on you. All right. I'm at emrypublishing.com. I'm also an author of other types of work, like fiction, short stories. And uh, my Facebook is uh, J.R. Musgrave. Thank Perfect. you very much, Nyla. Thank you so much. Great job, honey. Appreciate you. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye, sweetie. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 219. Brother O, are you with us? I'm here, Nat. How you doing? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. How you doing, sweetheart? I'm doing good. How you feel? What's that? Yeah, I said, how you feeling? I'm doing good. I'm doing good as well. I'm doing actually. I'm doing really good. It's, it's been a really, really fun week, actually. Yeah. Yes. Definitely for sure. So, what do you have for us? This poem is called "I'm Not Anti-Social at All." I'm just more careful who I choose. My, as my friends and associates. <clears throat> Even my own familiar friends in whom I trusted weighed my bread as lived his hill against me. Psalm 41 and 9. Now it's clear here about a very common misconception about me. That is solely based upon a false and inaccurate conception. I'm not, not, and I repeat, not an antisocial brother, nor am I unapproachable, and I'm that type of brother who is careful who I choose with my friends and associates, both on Facebook and in real life. One of the hardest lessons I learned about friends during my 46 years on this planet called Earth. Friend is a word that is often used in the wrong way. It is quite a misconstrued and misinterpreted term, especially on Facebook. In reality, the majority of us have ten times as many acquaintances that we have real friends in our circles. And we all have had so-called best buddies for life, best friends forever, homeboys and homegirls turn on and betray us like Judas thought out Jesus with 30 pieces of silver and other ulterior motives. I don't care what your race is, what your skin complexion is, what your ethnic background is, what your disability is, what your physical appearance is, what your age is, what your socioeconomic class is, and or what your religion is. I'm more concerned about the content you care to, what society spirit, what we share in common. Regardless of the fact whether you're one of my family members related to me by blood or marriage, 
one of my old classmates in high school, college, and other people I went to school with. One of my fellow artists. One of my fellow brothers and sisters in the church. I'm more interested in the quality of my friendships and relationships than the quantity of them. Here are the questions to consider when choosing your friends and associates. What do we have in common despite our differences? Do we share common ideas, values, morals, and goals? Can I trust you with my life, or do I need to watch you, watch you every move closely? Can I build and chill with you, or do I need to keep you at a distance? Are you legitimately interested in being my friend, or are you more interested in being just one of my acquaintances? Are you... Are you real about friendship, or are you just trying to see how how you can benefit from me for your own personal gain? Are you a true soldier that stands in my corner? Are you a slim, shady snake with two legs? Are you legit about having my back and looking out for me? Or are you just a smiling face in the crowd just waiting an opportunity to stab me in the back as I went out my way to help, then you help, then you're helping hand? My dear brothers and sisters, you have to be more careful in observing who you choose as your friends and associates for these obvious reasons. Some people only a part of your life as long as things are going smooth in your life. That's why I call fair weather friends. Some people are in your life to take advantage of and use you for your personal gain and ulterior motives. These are people I call freedoms. Some people are only in your life for the sign season. Some people will have a propensity to change over time and can transform from your best friend to your worst enemy. Then you have some people that pretend to be cool with you at first, then God reveals the true colors to you and exposes them as the frauds that they are. And you will have some people that will hate on you for your accomplishments and achievements. And then there are some people well, some people just prey on your weaknesses and exploit them for their own personal gain. Some people smile and, in your face and sing your presence, and then they turn around stab you in the back. More lessons take away this, from this poem. You become exactly like the people you choose to associate and establish friendships with. Example, if you hang out with smart people, you end up having smart friends. If you hang out with millionaires, we end up becoming one. If you hang out with positive people, more than likely you end up with a, have a positive attitude to a life. And on the flip side of things, if you hang out with ignorant, stupid people, you will end up just you will end up ignorant and stupid as they are. If you hang out with broke people, you will end up being broke yourself. <laughs> if you hang out with negative people constantly. Then you end up having a negative attitude just like them. But birds will fly, birds will feather fly together in poem. I love all of the examples that you give in there. Um, you know, basically, if this is what you want to be, the, you know, if you if you want to be a dancer, you need to hang around dancers. You know, you're not gonna. Right. Be a dancer or learn to be a dancer if you're hanging out with, you know, the pinball wizard. So, right. you know, there's some really good advice in that piece, hon. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Are you going to read two for us tonight? 
Yeah, I got another one. I had this one called You Can't Make Anybody Love or Want You. Any true relationship always takes two people to make their work. Any real relationship is a two-way street of admiration, interest, love, and respect and compatibility. Not an idea concept that is forced upon someone. If a brother or sister is not interested in you, just not feeling your vibe. Not a compatible match for you. Not equally yoked with you. Not giving you the time of day. Or paying you any type of attention. Or turn off by attitude outward appearance. You need to keep the train moving along and find somebody else. Because in the game of love, you must learn how to handle rejection. Rejection is a part of life. There are a million things in this world that you can have. There's a million things in the world you can't have. It's no fun facing that fact, but that's how it is in the world, brothers and sisters. Even the best of us get turned down. You can't have it your way all the time. Because love has to flow both ways. It's not about how you... It's not about you all the time or how you feel. You have to take that brother sister feelings under consideration too. The love is a rough game that's unfair at times. My dear single brothers and sisters, every one of you out here deserves to be with someone who loves you in return. A relationship is a wonderful experience to have with someone who's not only good to you but good for you. Someone who loves you. With his, or her, with his or her heart and soul. Someone who is there for you to navigate this thing called life. Someone who will be there for you through, your, through the good and tough times. And someone who wants and desires you as much as you want that brother or sister. There's always somebody out there who is waiting to meet, just waiting for you to meet him or her. Indeed, the game of love is a marathon that you have to run with patience. And you will encounter some cheaters and liars and and dogs along the way before you find your king or queen. My dear brothers and sisters, you can't make anybody love and want you because everybody's not the everybody's not meant to love you. It does not give you the right of license to force anyone to be with you. So rational stalk you, your text, inbox, phone calls, emails, or unwanted personal visits, to damage somebody's property, to steal someone's property, to threaten someone's bodily harm and take his or her life if you spot with another person, to give him or her unwanted gifts or presents, or to send him inappropriate pictures, him or her inappropriate pictures of yourself and poems. <laughs> Not really good advice in that one too. Really good perspective on looking at relationships and people, and and um, just love it. I, I started giggling because you know you always hear about these naughty pics getting sent. I have never got sent a picture like that ever. And it's like you know, well, what's right. wrong? How come I've never got an inappropriate picture so I could yell at you? <laughs> right. 
So that doesn't mean start sending them, guys. Seriously. Right. <laughs> but I just, I just thought it's funny. It's like I, you, I hear about them all the time. It's like, is that really a thing? Do people really do that? Yes. Yeah, great, some great read. I've heard. <sighs> Fantastic, hon. Fantastic job tonight. Thank you. Appreciate you so much. Welcome. So, I'm going to tell everyone how to find you. I can follow Facebook under on my brother Gavin. Any anybody that that likes what you heard can connect with me there. I uh, I do a lot of positive stuff on Facebook. I use it for positive purposes and. Uh, and promote other poets and artists, and just uh, this, this is all. Thank you for support every week. Well, we appreciate you so much. We appreciate you being part of our family, hon. And I'm glad you read too tonight. It was good to hear him. Thank you, Nala. I appreciate you. And we will talk to you next week. Yes. Yes. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you so much. Take care. All right, you too, hon. Oh, wait, did you tell everyone how to find you? Yes, I did. Okay, good. Well, you know, I'm old. <laughs> I forget things. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, and We'll talk to you next week. Okay. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 702, the man who made me have beautiful boobs. I did do that, didn't I? You did do that. It's so uh, funny. I the first picture you showed me, it's like, wow, because like you had, I had dark brown hair, and naturally I have real dark brown hair. It's like I haven't seen my natural hair color since I was 14. And then the other picture, it's like, it's like these perfect champagne glass breasts on this girl, right? And it's like, yeah, I haven't seen my boobs look like that since I was 14 either. <laughs> <laughs> she has some nice boobs, well, I have to tell you. You know, that's what the reface is all about. You know, it's having fun. It's, it's bringing it out and really <laughs> matching. You know, that's what it's so funny because I get people that will be like, oh, thanks for making me look so good. And I'm like, it's you're making yourself look good. Uh, because one thing I've found since I've been doing these projects is, uh, you know, I've never looked at so many features of so many people's faces uh, for so many, you know, so much time in, you know, in one straight shot. And it really makes me see. Uh, how much beauty there really is in, in, all, in all of us. And I know it sounds like uh, some throwaway content. It really isn't. And so the, the, you know, the, the persona that I matched you up with may be younger, maybe thinner, maybe this and that, but it's still ultimately, if you notice, it's still taking the basic, everybody, the features that you have and putting them there, and you're the one making it look good. So <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Well, my favorite one's still Squirrel Girl, so... So you are you are squirrel girl, okay? My, my uh, son, this is no lie, Jimmy. My son actually took that picture and saved it off the internet. And he owns a printing business, and he made me stickers, a squirrel girl, <laughs> to put on my paleontology notebooks and stuff. It's really funny. Very, so, yeah, he liked it cool. too. Very very cool. Well, you got me following up some heavy hitters here. I don't. Uh, I talk about pressure, you know. Silly man, no pressure. I'm, I'm like you. Know, I'm an old machinist, okay. You know, 
I mean, they have actually changed the name. So word machinist is going to be old machinist. Um, but anyway, I, I want to, you know, I want to get, I'm really excited uh, for the anniversary show coming up. And, oh, God, you know what? That reminds me. Nyla, do you remember? Now, do you now think back? Now, you got to think back. Do you remember when we were at the Speakeasy Cafe? And I'm, I'm talk, obviously talking about the real Speakeasy Cafe. So we were mm-hmm. there, and a whole bunch of the gang was there. And we were there, and, and Molly, of course, was there. And she was so flustered because she had that audition because she wanted to be an actress. She was always trying out for theater parts, and she wasn't getting them, but she knew it was going to happen. And we all, all we did was encourage her. And she was just so down because she, she was late, and they didn't let her audition. And then those college kids came in. It was so funny. They came in, and they were going to do – they wanted to get up and read some poetry, but they wanted to read classic poetry. They wanted to read Keats and, and, and uh, you know, Dylan Thomas and, and such. And, and we were like, no, no, read – you have some – we want to hear your original work. Have you written anything original? And one of the whole group, it was the one girl, the rest of them were all guys, she was the only one that had written anything original. And she was so shy, and we just encouraged her, and Molly was sitting down. We, I remember you were actually getting coffee for Molly. And it was such – it was just such a fun night. Do you remember that? How do you remember that? I, I just, you know – because and I think the poem she read, she finally read it, and it was it was one of the best pieces we ever heard, and it was, I believe it was called Butterfly. And uh, but uh, you know, it's our speakeasy. You know, it's as real as we make it, right? Mhm. And it was it was it was so incredible. I can't wait to tell the story with you. Yes, it's going to be awesome. Uh, I have. Uh, I'm trying to get in the, the the Halloween spirit. I've been posting, you know, the reface themed things and the poems, the dark poetry for the whole month. And I know you're doing a dark one next week, and I'm just week by week. I'm going to do my very best to make it. Uh, but so I'm going to do something along those lines. I have some very epic pieces, and I'll clarify once again: epic for me is not great. It is length. They're long, so I'm gonna, just going to read one, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to let you pick. I'm going to either read The Curse or Mimic. Oh, see, now what? I, not The Curse. Okay. The Curse. Okay, we're going to do that now. I got, and of course, I had the other one pulled up. So I can't do well, Silent Hospital. You I gotta, can read I gotta, that one if that's the one you want to read. No, no, no. I have to. I, well, Silent Hospital was the other one, but there are some... Uh, the aforementioned bumping body parts in there, eloquently written. But I'd rather have you read that one before we get going with that. <laughs> we're gonna do we're gonna do the curse. This was updated. This was written uh, a long time ago. It's a long piece, and it's um, this was written back in 2006. So this would have been one of my earliest on back when we were we met. And uh, I did update it a little bit. And this is called the curse. I remember you. My name is Jake Everett Salk. My curse is fast and deep. The writing is on every wall and troubles my broken sleep. It involves the Jacob's witch who was created long ago from an act of utter shame and a morbid tainted soul. I stare into the eyes of the infant cracked doll face and whisper, I remember you, although I recalled nothing at all. The lifeless eyes looked back her porcelain mouth was dead, so I went into the house and saw red, blood red. Why the fuck did I ever go in there? I'd heard the legend of the Jacob's Witch. 
still I ventured under cover of darkness, unable to find a light switch. The stairs creaked like old tired bones. In the attic I could hear the moaning of a lost soul condemned and abandoned in a cobwebbed world all alone. Young girl, blank face, only ghost, wretched place, watched me watching her, single tear, then disappear. I've returned often to that attic room, to the same spot that she was found, tucked inside an old brick alcove, cracked face, dull eyes, no sound. Was she thrown away like trash or sadly discarded there? I swear I saw those eyes blink, cold ice blue, glassy stare. Too late, her fate, spirit clings, spirit waits. Time change, wonder why. Baby shunned, baby cries. I looked into those lifeless eyes. She didn't cry, she never cried. I remember you, I whispered softly, not believing the ancient lies. The wind moaned in the attic eaves, words and blood written of a ghost, waited for her to reveal all. But still her eyes remained closed. I returned to the house of evil time and time again. Why did everything look so familiar? Was there a beginning to this end? I held that doll to my chest, sat in the attic, softly singing, while down in the darkened basement, old cracked bells were ringing. Leather book, binding broken, words written, once spoken, Unspeakable crime, hidden shame, forgotten time, deadly game. I read the journals of the Jacobs family circa 1822, close-knit Puritan clan, but evil lurked in the shadows, and that evil manifested as man. He swore to love and protect them, but at midnight his eyes became tombs. Under the veil of moonless dark, he crept softly into her room. Eyes wide cannot be, cannot hide her daddy. Broken trust, forbidden lust, innocence taken, forever dust. Transfixed by the broken face of the doll, my arms enfolding that book, I whispered gravely and hoarse, I remember you, but she still didn't look. Walked in a trance down the hall, I seemed not in my own place. What was it I was becoming? as the tears rolled down my face. His name was Saul Jacobs, necromancer, but he is not, cannot be me. This house was his love, his life, and the crypt of his foul legacy. His nightly visits to his daughter were real, not some parlor trick. Elena Jacobs suffered miserably, for he was something beyond sick. Every night, moonlight, muffled cry, horror sight, undercover evil lies, Blood runs, blood dries. I caught a glimpse of my face in attic glass, my reflection a doomed, haggard pall. For one split second, it seemed, that I wore the maniacal face of Saul. No, I I am a 22-year-old college student. I just found this place by mistake. So I threw that mocking devil doll into the black waters of Sleeping Lake. Shoulders slumped, walk away. Curse begins, cannot stay. Witches scream, demons laugh, doll reappears, evil lasts. Miserable and wet and so all alone, I whisper with resignation and defeat, I remember you, although I could not, all my hopes and dreams are but sleek. 
while the loon in the trees gives a scream, and I pass by a blood waterfall. I shake my fist in utter defiance and scream at the sky, I am not Saul! But it seems the house disagrees. The doors slam, windows implode. I cannot proceed with this madness. I cannot bear this evil man's load. I lay the dirty smudge doll to rest in her lonesome alcove and slither down to the basement to hammer the nails of sin home. Start descent, hellbound bent, desires shut, passion spent. No return, wonder why I am hearing a baby cry. I ignore the cries and drive the nail into the meaty flesh of my palm. The blood is warm and alive. My reasoning almost gone. I don't want to be that wicked man who raped his own flesh and blood. I just want to die with this knowledge, stone dead, face down in the mud. Ghost cry, doll awakes. That is me, mind quakes. Please, please leave alone my release, final home. The ghost would be put to rest, a daughter's daughter avenged. I walk on shaky, trembling legs, knowing she still wants revenge. An invisible demon has raped me, my tongue cut from my throat. Genitals have been burned away, castrated, and that's all she wrote. Attic steps, rusty chains, mind worn burrows, now insane. Cannot walk, cannot die, cannot breathe, cannot cry. Oh my God, I, I thought that the doll represented Elena, the sexually tormented woman child. The most pitiful, resounding cries came from the baby, her own father's sire. I reel in shock and disgust. How in God's name did he gain my soul? I must escape unholy truth. Black death losing control. With dread, I lift that cracked doll's face. Tongueless, I mouth the words, I remember you. I can feel a distant plastic heartbeat, a voice coming from within, a death rattle longing complete, the vindication born of sin. I have released the baby witch soul. Now at peace, her heart will be true. Then why do I shudder when her eyes flicker? And she whispers, I remember you too. And peace. Holy crap, that was creepy. <laughs> Which, if I said that to anyone else's poem, they may be insulted, right? I no, I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm that's, that's the idea. He's supposed to be <laughs> Yeah, that that was crazy. Oh my god. You know, you you come, you're kind of like, you're kind of like the Alfred Hitchcock, or the Steven Spielberg. They just the, the the endings you don't ever expect, the twists you give things are just insane. Oh, I love it! I love doing that. It's so fun, and it's and it really is challenging. I mean, it's like, I, I and and the thing is, Nyla, is that I, I'm going to be completely honest with you on this. I don't think in in all of the major twists I have. Obviously, you're familiar with Skinner, and you know that the huge twist at the end of Skinner which is why I can't read it because I literally need two voices to read that last uh, verse. That's, that's how the twist is revealed. But uh, mm-hmm. none, of those were, none of those were preconceived. I mean, I literally had an idea. I love telling a story. I love telling dark stuff, but not only. But, uh, and then as I'm going, I'm going, well, what if this happened? 
know, what if, you know, and it really develops as I'm writing it. So, um, but if you can, but if you can get the twist and you enjoy it and it makes you go, wow, that was creepy, then I did my job. <laughs> you did indeed. <laughs> yeah, that was incredible. Well, thank you. I do appreciate it. I appreciate you, and I'm really glad that you're going to, uh, I'll let you know which week we're going to do the anniversary show, whether it's going to be the uh, 11th or the 18th, or the 4th or the 11th, I'm sorry, the 4th or the 11th, and which one's better for you, and and we're going to, yeah, it's going to be amazing. I'm really glad you're going to do that with me. Yeah, just let me know. I've already got it all booked out for you, for us. (laughs) Perfect. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. Tell everyone how to find you, honey, before you take off. All right. I'm uh, Facebook, Jimmy Ray Davis. Uh, you can find my spoken word at ReverbNation.com slash Word Machinist. Um, that's pretty much all I got for now. But really, uh, I encourage all you guys to keep doing the exercises. I'm loving the poetry that I'm hearing on here. It's a real treat to co-host because I really get to uh, examine and talk with you guys about it. And, um, um, I'm, I, you know, and as Nyla will tell you, I'm always available. If you, if you ever want to chat with me about it or read, uh, want me to read something, I mean, I'm so busy all the time. But if you tag me or you get a hold of me, say, "Hey, I wrote this piece. I really want to know your opinion of it." Let me know, and I'll be right there. Nyla, you have a wonderful <laughs> night. I love you. And you too. We'll be, we'll, uh, we'll do it again soon. Love you too, sweetie. Thank you. All right. Okay. So our next caller is my mama. <laughs> it was so funny. I was checking my voicemails, and I get this voicemail. And it says, Nyla, this is your mother. <laughs> 216, you're on the air. 216, present, and I count it for. Is, hey, Mommy. Is Maggie, is Maggie in the house, darling? Um, Maggie. something. It's what? Sorry, here he goes, 50-something, 50 
currents pound like drums when something wicked this way comes. A presence dark invades the fair and gives the horses ample scare. Chaos reigns and panic fills the air when something wicked this way comes. Ill winds mark its fearsome flight, and autumn branches creak with fright. The landscape turns to ashen crumbs when something wicked this way comes. Flowers bloom as black as night, removing color from your sight. Nightmarish vines block your way. Thorns reach out to catch their prey. And by the pricking of your thumb, realizing that their poison numb from sightful bloom, rank orders seep, rank odors seep. Bats and beasties fly and creep across this evil land. Ill winds blow despite the darkness. Mushrooms glow. All will rot and decompose for something. Wicked, this way, grows. And then my version is me here living on Lake Erie. And this is the Lake Erie version here in Cleveland, Ohio. It's called Death by Murder. What a novel idea. Death by Murder. Murky water left to drink, floating particles of death. Eerie presence leaves discontent as something wicked floats in it. The bone-chilling cold wind doth blow off Lake Erie with flurry snow. Late at night off cold, dark shores, shadows of a floating barge, clouds of soot, Some steamers clogged, pollutes the air with killer smog when something wicked this way blows. Perverts creep on angry streets. Children homeless are their prey, desperately at the mercy of as something wicked this way comes. She gets plucked like a sweet, ripe plump. As something wicked this way comes. There were no herbs left to purge her. This was strictly death by murder. Blood dripping from their lips. Every scary thing they fling. Vampires, odors, fumigate. The evil that this ignorance brings. Desecrates the graves of men, even though we cannot extend a stick for them to beat the bush. We make loud noises and pretend while something evil this way spins in peace. Wow. See, I have people tell me all the time, and I was that way when I first started writing, is I never wanted to read anyone else's work because I was afraid it would influence me, and then it wouldn't be truly mine, you know? (laughs) But that is a perfect example of 
the magic that can happen when you do read and get inspired by somebody. You know, that's not their poem, but you can definitely tell the influence. And it's amazing. It's incredible. And it's a great write. And I'm happy you shared it. Very welcome. Okay, so for my second piece, I'm going to do this um, prompt that you gave. Um, Who knew that simply looking through the window could reveal, encourage, make you sad, make you laugh, or make you wonder? Who knew that simply looking through the window could make you watch what squirrels do when they're playing and when they're hiding? Who knew that simply looking through the window could could allow you to watch a bug on a leaf actually engaging in mating rituals? Who knew that looking through the window could encourage me to get dressed and go to church after seeing all the beauty and blue skies with the white fluffy clouds? Who knew that simply looking through the window could make me laugh at another human being hysterically? She was trying to be fashionable, but was really a fashion disaster. Pink hair to match her Pepto-Bismol pink sneakers. Looking out of the window also makes me wonder about many things, especially the haves and the have-nots. In peace. And I love that. See, that's what I'm talking about. When you share a little bit of inspiration with somebody... You don't know what it's going to grow into. You don't know what they're going to see in it. You don't know what they're going to write. And then they come back and they share something with you. And it's just, it's amazing. You know, it is absolutely incredible. Thank you. You're welcome. And, and so this is why I encourage everybody to reach out and inspire each other. I mean, seriously. You know? Well, thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I did. Very well, when much. I saw the lady with saw the lady with the pink peptidismal hair almost gag. <laughs> I won't tell you what color my hair is right now. It's not pink peptidismal. I've had pink hair before. You know you know you're allowed to wear pink hair, but not peptidismal pink. <laughs> <laughs> no, it it's not pink. I've thought about doing that though, but I've thought about I it's like in the eighties before it was you know, back when it was a new idea and cool and wasn't the trend. I had, you know, when the 80s when the kids wore those rat tails, like the back of their hair, they had this this one strand that was really super long. Right. And they called them rat tails. Yeah. I had a right. rat tail, but it was on the side, of right under my ear. Okay. So it hung in the front. And it was dyed like fire engine red. You know, and that was weird. That was weird back then. That's, you know, like the only person that ever did something weird like that was Blondie with her red and black hair, blonde and black hair. Well, which was they before. They had a name for those kids. Punks. Yeah. Yeah, punk rockers. Yeah, that was it, right. Yeah. They were mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> My group was the hippies, and then after the hippies was the punk rockers, right? So... Yeah, we all have our our little things so we try to be different. And then it just got really crazy when, um, I think, when 
they start using it for untowards the good. When it wasn't used towards like letting people feel free to express themselves, it just got like crazy. And so now everybody's just crazy. You know, there's nobody special, especially crazy, just plain crazy. Like the um, poem I just did, like, you know, you're looking out the window now, you just might see, you don't know, <laughs> you don't know <laughs> what you might see. You know, you don't even have, it's not even a surprise anymore. It's like, you just, it's, yeah, it's crazy. No shock. <laughs> crazy is, yeah, crazy is expected, you know. You know, your head's well, turned when you see it, someone wearing a nice suit and their pants pulled up, right? right. And their shirt tucked yeah. in. What? What's that? That's weird. Yeah. Especially if they have on a pair of Nikes and a briefcase. No. <laughs> uh, it's the girls wearing fuzzy slippers with their business suits, taking the bus that just kill me. I think it's cute yeah. as heck. You know, you can tell they're, you know, they got their little high heels in their bag, and, you know, but but they're going to be comfortable. <laughs> yep, until you get where you're going. Exactly. Yeah. All right, Mama, tell everyone so how I to find it. you, honey. Find me on Facebook. Uh, find me on uh, Poetry Soup. Find me on um, on Facebook under um, Library of My Poems. Well, I have a lot of my poems there. And find me here at 8 o'clock on Thursdays. And that's about it. Very cool. All right, Mama, I love you so much. And I found out what was wrong with my truck, so I will message you later and let you know, okay? Okay. All right. I love you. Love you too, baby. Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from 832, Soldier Blue Blue. <laughs> hey, Ms. Nyla, how are you doing? I'm doing amazing. How are you, sweetheart? I'm walking and talking, so I guess that counts for something. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what they tell me anyway. You never bitch about that. Yeah. Well, I got one one piece this evening. Yeah. So uh, basically from the uh, I guess you could say from the uh meanings of and uh, observations of how how uh, native people define storytellers. It's definitely not the same way as, you know, just someone who entertains. Anyway, it's called Storytellers. Storytellers, beds and fires of bone, waves, nigabaklake, flames, botratok, schwarzenbohm. What spirits will form in the darkness, Ewatch? That the people have songs they can dance to, Shaman. As dancers solidify before the ceremonial coals, Beze Sitze, we shall see, they sing, 
We shall see what burdens the sky. Elder signs riven in the dirt. Tronze, trondon. Prairies without trees in the fall of the year. Beyond our sight, flickers wing. They wend their way through impossible cloud banks. A flash, a shine of color, and they're gone. Ratchet screws of a familiar story cut, made to order, pre-drilled, pre-fabricated. The slur of jealously guarded events, the sequence tells more than the version of what happened. The mechanized nonsense of systemic prejudice, the swing and sway, the pressurized acts rolling as if poisoned through water. Water, first medicine, near with Water is life. Smoke on glass with a mirror finish. So much left out, the whitewashed haze placed over the historical to keep things out of sight. Stardust dreamers, oceanic seers, songs of origin, they remember the stories, storytellers, all. Age-old limbs of the forest, ancient roots of remedies, mongon, medicine healers, prayer staffs for the old ones, Ancestral education, do they remember us as the unborn? Part of what they are. Firebrands burn another long bone. A femur of future past yesterdays. Loaded with portent, pushing possibilities onto other strands, sinews, silk, and fever. Is it the disease of keeping a safe life? It is a life not worth living. A storyteller could spell that out. Visions rattle, shaking in the fire. The quest is for line of sight. Traverse the walls of a smooth cliff, the petroglyphs, pictographs so high up. It would make your eyes water to think of what it took to climb that height and leave those messages behind. Smoke does not travel by thought. It is the words, verbs, breath, air that slips smooth across the water. Hands slip soft across the grass, above the dust left behind, ingrained with a memory, fragile enough to disappear forever. Except for the dreamers whose eyes never truly sleep. Dreamers, seers, storytellers, the spoken word driven by breath, smoke of the wind. Darkness, a derivative of the speech from the other side. Lightning for the firefly. 
cold fire and first forest, ghost limbs, the seven houses of the whippoorwill, seven treetops, seven ways to say. Winter medicine, grandfather speaks in many tongues. Shocks of season, cold, bitter, harsh, stinging the sweet sleet that with warmth looks like teardrops. Sacrifice inclusive. Ceremonies, visions received. Bassi, he speaks. The hailstones remember our bones. Bones brought forth from the black hole. Secrets dropped with care to make manifest deception. Flames leaping higher, higher. The force of angry ghosts become a fury, a panoply of rage. An outburst of those whom, whom have lain here waiting. You are a liar. Death on your doorstep and you, the cringing cur, trying to slink away stones of a river. They remember the voice that trembled, the bodies that shook with fever, finally released from slavery. The slave laborers that saw many from Red Earth relocated to northern Mexico. The kiss of mercury, part of the process of silver refinement, bought to the vias used for that exclusive intent, refining, finishing, Wabin. Blood rushes to the ancient south. Soon enough, our chain-bound relatives shall find on fire their peace and deliverance in dying. Much as our children dying unprotected, undocumented, beneath the dictates of an alien education, we have never understood the night turns sticks become stones that bite ink petrified scar unto a wealth of indigenous bones we shall set the night on fire six thousand five hundred and nine children so far life left so far behind Voices, agreements, colored with self-righteousness to fade as distant echoes and the mindless idiots who spout their ignorance, questioning relevance, are forced to face their inept attempts of blind stupidity. As the storyteller's words purge them clean, Dasi, cleansing with heat, they are cheap imitations of themselves, as they have long forgotten their true nature. So blind to the sun, they will never recognize reality. The storyteller adds another storied bone to the light. Streaked with color. Blue, do you know blue? Green, how about green? 
Maybe you've cut yourself for crimson burnt your eyes for gold and silver, skin scraped smooth for deepest velvet, not even brain-tanned leather could resemble dead coals and ashen soot. So we refresh ourselves with the stories formed from the ghosting south directional valued return of apparitions. Uber. Everything is a cycle. Everything returns. The storytellers take their turns. There are more than one. They follow more than one structure for the telling of a tale. And payment is always due. As stories are le- always lessons to be learned, sometimes reminders, red earth. We did not, nor have we ever told stories, spoken words without reason. Somewhere there is peace for us. Peaceful days, uncharted rhythms, no declaratives of prejudice, no sunrise to follow itself with sunset. The storytellers get ready to leave. They know they must follow the ancient cast. Shadows of seasons uncounted before discovery. Dreams won't they? The spider weaves her web and we remember the structure of life. It is a crone's fortune. Bells for silver anklets, stones for inset rings, gimcrack pottery, copper brightware for armlets, beadwork, quillwork, medallions, the stories of making horsehair braids for decorations, denoting the definitions of culture, salt for future spice, foods that will last longer than one journey. Wabakte. The beggar's bundles are ready. It's the hour for traveling. The dust begs the wind for passage. It tastes of other unsheltered places. Places they have been before, just not recently. Times change as we all gather before the flames of cause and reason for thinking of more than just one more story. To make a pattern, there must be more than just one cut, more than just one bowl of thread, sweetgrass and sage, tobacco and cedar, the flat aura that will stand, withstand all attempts at thieving. We have learned our rights, but only after remembering our responsibilities. We return to slow sounds of storied beginnings and song. We wait. It is the coming dawn. Gasoline. We are the ghost road born. And we are always walking our way home. The bones are readery. We have another fire to burn. We are storytellers. We are always ready.
Donc, aujourd'hui, Amazing piece of writing, Soldier Blue. No, thank you. You're very, very welcome. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, this is, you mean this, you know, this is the time of the year when you really want to talk about all the things like spirits and ghosts and stuff. And, you know, I mean, all that's well and good in terms of, you know, just the specifics of stories that have already, you know, set the genre. But when I think of spirits and ghosts, I'm thinking of my own folks. Mhm. It's all perspective. Yeah. That's what I'm going with. Well, I thought it was an incredible piece of writing. Thank you. Because it always is. But. <laughs> well, you know that. Yeah. Well, no, I don't know that. I always, I mean, I'm always, you know, glad that it comes across well, but I. I don't uh I don't look for it to be anything other than just something else I need to say. Well, I'm glad you have a lot to say. <laughs> uh you know, like I say I've got some other ones I'm already about half done and they'll be ready for next time. And then like I say I got that one that I'm holding back cuz like I say that one's just like yeah, it's going to be all by itself in terms of, of uh, you know, I'm not. Uh, in other words, I'm not going to be reading anything else with it for the for the anniversary show. Well, that is your prerogative, and I will have to live with that decision. <laughs> but you know, I'm well, not going to like it. This way, I just <laughs> well, I mean, the, the, no, but there's a reason for that. I mean, it's because it's like this, 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 like I say, this piece is, is it, it's made to stand on its own. You know, I mean, I don't want to. I understand. I don't want to. I don't want to blur the edges. You know what I'm saying? I understand. I get it. I won't so, be greedy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Now you can find me on Facebook at uh, Rafe Wild dot com and then it's our Rafe Wild at Facebook and and in parentheses underneath Rafe Wild it says Soldier Blue and that's me and then I'm also doing my uh, Red Earth One uh, podcast which is free and I got to uh, set uh, some pieces right because it's always different when I'm putting this up on that podcast because it's not the, it's not always the same approach in terms of how I do just uh, a reading as such. So I just kind of have to work my way through that and see which ones actually hit me in that uh, in that uh, vein in terms of how I, I'm doing that. But yeah, that's on, that's on there. And I've got another two pieces or three pieces that I'm looking at and seeing which ones I'm going to put up on there. So that's what I'm okay. doing at the moment. I look forward to that. Yeah. They're there for everybody. You know. What? I thought they were just for me. <laughs> wow, thanks. 
popped my bubble. All this time I thought, boy, I'm so special. Look what he's doing so I can read him. <laughs> uh, all right, baby. Tell everyone how to find you. Uh, I'm just right wild. It's on Facebook and then Francis Soldier Blue and and they say Red Earth Podcast, Red Earth One Podcast, and uh, just just you know, space the words out like this, uh, you know, instead of trying to run them together, Red Earth One dot com, and that'll get you there. Perfect. All right, fantastic job. I cannot wait to hear Thank from you me. next week. Oh yeah, it's gonna be. Actually, these these pieces are just coming out hard, and I don't, you know, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to make them pretty, and uh, not that I would anyway, but it's just that they're just these, they just, you know, just the feel of them as far as like how I'm, how I'm writing it, they just seem to come out that way, more so right now. So I'm running with it. So are you going to um, you be here for our anniversary show? Of course. I'm excited for that. Good. All right, my darling, we will talk to you next week. Yes, ma'am. I was just going to say, tell everyone how to find you, but you already did. (laughs) See, I'm on it. I am on it. (laughs) There you go. All right, sweetie. (laughs) We'll talk to you soon. All right, Miss Nyla. Bye-bye. Bye. All righty, so our next caller, you guys comes from oh come on come on there we go oh, no wait maybe wait uh, hey, uh. if I keep poking it with a stick long enough it works right alright now we have 256 let's get Stanley on the air Hey, Stan, how are you, honey? Well, I'm doing great now, and how are you? I am awesome. It is good to hear from you. I was so excited to look up there and see you on the board. Oh, thank you. Well, I had you to said come that, in. You said you'd be back, and it's like, you know, I was hopeful, but now I'm ecstatic. Well, I had to come back. You gave me homework. <laughs> Yeah, I do that, don't I? There's a method to my madness, yes, you see. Yes, you do, young lady. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> so, which homework did you do? Because I give out a lot. Well, last week's, I uh, used a few of those wonderful prompt phrases and kind of strung together a poem. Wonderful. And I gave it the title, Vagabond. An existence in transient, constant journey. Changes come, gentle breeze, tornadic fury. With ashes on their cheeks, authority scurry. We wish to hear unspoken things, but old bones never spoken following the advice of their attorneys. Left trending smoke in the drowning sky, we are far from asleep, still questioning why 
bombastic bellowing flag wavers distract the eye. I set the newspaper down, and all I could think of is times are told in light and shadowed lies. In the purpley nightness, you can't rush sunrise. In our beautiful lonely, each must observe surmise. Be alert, have wisdom, keep moving towards sunrise. Realize changes, inevitability. Stay balanced, you'll find the ability to journey on to your own paradise. In patience, time. In peace. Wow. That was amazing. <laughs> I, well, I had to do something with all that. How many of the prompts did you use? I think, uh, well, actually, let me see. Now Is that you mentioned it, I'm going to read. Oh, no. No. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, let's see. One, well, let's see. The Drowning Sky, Beautiful Lonely, Old Bones Never Spoke, You Can't Rush the Sunrise, I Set the Newspaper Down, uh, To Hear Unspoken Things in All the Purpling Night, Time is Told in Light and Shadow, We Are Far From Asleep, and With Ashes on the... Ken! That's insane. That is amazing. You get super cool kudo points for that. <laughs> Well, thank you very much. <laughs> you are very welcome. Wow. I did not realize it was 10. That's impressive. I mean, if you'd had done just two more, you could think of just I'd two more just... lines in there. You could get all of them in there. <laughs> no pressure, though. Yeah, no, no pressure. Right. You know, I've already but it's only two more lines. And then yeah. think of bragging rights. <laughs> yeah, well, eh, we'll see. It's <laughs> never happy. Happy am I? What a typical fucking woman I am. Whoa! I did not say that. I'm glad you <laughs> did, did, but I did not say that. <laughs> Just give her an inch and she'll take a mile. That's Too all right. funny. Too funny. So, are you going to do two? Yes, I am. No. Good. This one will be appearing <laughs> in the uh, Poetry of Springs Embrace group, taken from a wonderful quote from Shakespeare. Christina Pelton, the lady who started the group, is the one that came up with the quote. A rarer spirit never did steer humanity, but you gods will give us some faults to make us men. And the quote is coming from Mark Anthony and Cleopatra. And this was actually a conversation between Agrippio and Caesar and all of them about Mark Anthony's death. That's where the quote originated from. So what I wrote to that was day's difference. 
a marked change in the air noted, a disturbing static charge felt. Levity now absent, joy demoted, and solemn grave a day dealt. Birdsong no longer elating, their melody somehow deflating. The colors and fragrance of garden offer my morose no pardon. The chattering of the mob, a din of prattle, vague and unclear. Noise of condolence, heart still feels robbed. None the voice needed to hear. O oh, mortality, a fickled fiend, that drifts about specter unseen, assaults life, ends the noblest breath, lays promising life in darkness and death. Sun, the great light and way, cannot warm my morbid mind. You, my friend, passed on today, my grief and soul forever intertwined. And peace. Wow. It isn't enough to say that I really felt that one. I think that has touched many of us many times this year. Oh, yeah. Indeed. I know that's that, that's kind of a downer. I know, I know, but that's where that prompt went. <laughs> I, I couldn't steer it any other way, really. Well, you're not supposed to. That's like trying to push your muse out the door when it's trying to pull you out the window. Exactly. You just exactly. go where it goes. And it's okay to have that. It's okay to feel that. It's okay to write that. It's okay to be sad sometimes. Yeah. But can I end this one on a happier note? Something you Mm -hmm. might enjoy. A new haiku. Would that work? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Prominent moonlight. Dancing with fireflies. Who mimic the stars. Oh, I love that one. You knew I would love that one. That's cheating. You knew. <laughs> you did right. I wrote it. I knew what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Thank you. No, oh, my pleasure. I just didn't. That was such kind of a, you know, don't get me wrong. It's part of the human condition. If it's part of the human condition, that is a poet's area. You've got to go there. Yep. Yeah, just I didn't want the evening to be there, you know. <laughs> well, great job on it, honey. Truly. Oh, my pleasure, Mylan. Thank you for this venue. You are so welcome. Absolutely welcome. Tell everyone everything you've got going on, all the places you can be found, all that you're doing. Well, I believe this Saturday on Epiphany Radio, which is on Blog Talk, I will be co-hosting with Danielle Cheney the uh, Poetic Therapy. If you have a need to vent, by all means come. That's the place for it. Uh, you can find me, of course, when I can get free on Nyla's Speakeasy Cafe. 
you can also find me in the groups Poetry of Springs Embrace and the Garden of Poetry and Prose. And I'm also published in the anthologies, the 2017, 2018, 2019, and 2020 anthologies of World Poetry Open Mic. And of course, in the late Appalachian Outlaw Poets Anthology, Mr. Philip Kent Church, the anthology he put together, Outlaw Poetry, were in cahoots. All of that on Amazon. Thank you, Donna. You are very welcome, Stan. Appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. And on to the next. (laughs) All right, my love. We'll talk to you next week. All righty, you guys. Our next caller. Oh, I love the delay in this board. It's so fun. I could not be having more fun fighting with this right now. Okay. Our next caller is from area code 863. And that's going to be Miss Noreen. And so I'm giving her plenty of time to let her know it's her turn. It's time for her call to come up. And she can jump on there real quick. And now I'm going to unmute her. And okay. Noreen, you're on the air. Okay. It's time for her call to come up. Hello, Nyla. Hey, sweetheart. How are you? Okay. I'm doing good. Okay. <laughs> I, try, I tried to give you some warning today. You did. You did. You did. I hurried up and got, went up there and, and um, turned it down. Okay, awesome. thank so you. So how you doing, sweetheart? Okay, I'm doing good. Awesome. I, it's I, great I'm, to hear I, from you. Okay, thank you. I got my book, Compassion Save the World, um, Zobatin, Demarabic, and Jadna Gugic. They put this anthology together. I am one of the 130 world poets in in the in the book. Aww. This is awesome. I'm so proud of you. Okay. Well, thank you. We are all very proud of you. Okay, thank you. You're welcome, honey. So, what do okay. you have to grace us with this evening? Okay, for um for Gary, I have Occupy the World. Okay. A young lady famous for intuition was summoned to the governor's mansion one day. Upon her arrival, wow, it's a privilege to be beckoned to come to a man of power on this day of occupation. Come in, he said. Your advice is honest and true, I hear. The world is in upheaval, and I know not what to do. She said, Sir, sit down. A pan of potatoes I will make for you. When they are done, before you I sit the pot. Now clearly, I'm watching you, not taking a sample from the pot. Now, as I sit beside you, I can see on the glass tabletop a piece of the potato streak from the piece of the potato you dropped. When the steam from the pot is gone, leave some potatoes for your guests and friends. Then you may... Put the lid on the pot. 
Gotta go now. One of your friends. Goodbye. Remember, capitalization. The end. <laughs> I remember him writing that piece. Yes, yes, it was for you. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. It was a picture of me standing at the podium in the government's governor's office. Yes, yes. That's awesome. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you for sharing that. That made such a big smile. That that was incredible. Okay, thank you. I'm glad it did. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. And for me, I have the um from the book Compassion. My poem on compassion. Okay. Let's have compassion for all. See a neighbor or stranger in need. Give a helping hand. Help them if you can. Show compassion. Sit and listen to someone pour his her, her heart out. Be compassionate. We need more compassion and love in this world today. So let it start with you. The end. Let it start with you. It has to start somewhere, right? Yes. Everybody's so busy yes. waiting for someone else to do something that nothing ever gets done. It right. has to start somewhere. Right. Let it start with you. That's incredible. Yes. Okay, thank you. You're okay. very welcome. Okay. And um, can, can I read it? Do you have time for the second one? Of course. Okay. Um, This is called, this is another bliss I, called Blessings to Remember. Listen to me, listen to these lessons, lessons on life, lessons on love. Love your man unconditionally. Love and laughter, laughter equals happiness. Laughter is a cure-all, all is well, all you can do. Do pen a poem, do write in a journal, journal of quotes, journal on life. Life ain't always easy, life is what you make of it. It will get better. It is time to celebrate. Celebrate of what you have. Celebrate your life. Alive and kicking. Alive and be happy. Happy is in your soul. Happy you are you. You be true to yourself. You pass on these lessons. Lessons of what you know. Lessons of what you learn. Learn to love yourself. Learn something new. New day to discover. New and older. Older and wiser. Older and be patient. Patience and more patience. Patience is a virtue. Virtue of who you are. Virtue is good. Good quality to have. Good news to give. Give is a good feeling. Give a lending hand. Hand picked wildflowers. Hand out golden words. Words to go by. Words to remember. Remember to think big. Remember, live your dreams. Dreams big. The end. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Okay, thank you. Remember to dream big. Do remember yes. to dream big. Yes. Nobody says, I think, I think I'm going to dream something mediocre today. <laughs> <laughs> Only there, there may be a few days where if I can get the mediocre out, I'm, I'm, think that's a pretty good accomplishment. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely beautiful piece, sweetheart. Okay, thank thank you. You are very, very welcome. Okay. So you're going to tell everyone how to find you guys? Um, Yes. Okay, you can find our books, um, The Art of Truth, Two Hearts in One, um, Two Hearts in One, 
um, wait, um, the, um, the two hearts in one, the RS truth, oh no, the, um, reflections of our inner beings, and now and forever, and other love, po- now and forever, our love, and other love poems. You can find all that on Amazon.com, and then you can also find, um, our web, official website at Gary and Noreen Snyder dot wix dot com um, front slash poetry. Okay. And, Very um, cool. Can, okay, you can find Gary on um, Facebook dot com, ReverbNation dot com, and poetrypoem dot com. And then you can find me um, on ReverbNation dot com, um, poetrypoem dot com, and Facebook dot com. Then you can see us um, on Facebook Live. Every Saturday night at 5:30 at the Poetry Club, there on Facebook, and um, okay, and you can find us on here every Thursday too. <laughs> and you can yes, find yes, me on can. Uh, on Ko-Fi, K-O hyphen mark F-I dot com, um, front slash Gary and Noreen. That's awesome. Okay, thank you. <laughs> you are very welcome, sweetheart. <laughs> Thank you for everything that you guys do here for us. Thank you for being okay. part of our family. Thank you for being one of our sponsors. And just know okay, that we welcome. love and appreciate you both very much. Okay. And we love you, too, and we appreciate you. And thank you, too, for allowing us to come on here. Allowing you. I would beg okay. you. <laughs> okay. Well, the words came, I'm sorry. The words came out wrong. <laughs> I would beg you to come on here, allow you, my goodness, girl. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic job tonight. Thank you so much, and we will talk okay. to you next week, love. Okay. I'll be here next week. We will. All right, hon. Okay. All right. Talk to you later. Okay. Talk to you later. Okay. Okay, Miss Noreen and Gary, the Snyders, we love them. All right. So let's do a time check here. I'm going to go ahead and give the next three callers so you kind of have a heads up where we are. I'll run down the list real quick. I'll give the next line, uh, the next five, just to give you a heads up. We have uh, next will be 903 followed by 506, 323, 501, and 714. We have 585 coming up, and that's fast forward on as I'm going to go right now. All right, let's go ahead and bring 903 on. 903, you are on the air. Hello, Nyla. Okay. This is Eric Shellman. How are you doing? I am doing awesome, sweetheart. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Just another day. Uh, I uh, busted up a lot of tile and mortar today. It's a lot of fun. I wish you were my neighbor. I have so much work <laughs> I need to have done on my house. I just really wish you'd move in next door. Yeah, move to Oregon. Mhm. Yeah, maybe one day. I do need to come visit you sometime. Did you get my email I sent you? Which one? I sent you to the Speakeasy Cafe. I spent. I sent it uh, last week, actually, last Thursday. Uh, I will have to look. Okay. Cool. All right. All right then. Awesome. Uh, Which I'll means no, it. I haven't seen it yet. Obviously, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh yeah, I got you. You good? <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I got. Uh, it's a little early. I know you're doing Halloween next time. That's all right. 
So this is my fun one that I told you I did different forms in each stanza. So this is nine poems in one, and you'll see how fun it was. Nine uh, poems in one, Halloween. that's incredible. Yeah, it is. Actually, it's been published twice. So, But, yeah, it, it's great. I'm working on the second part right now. It's another one with nine different forms in each one in each stanza. So, all right, Halloween by Eric Shulman. Autumn winds coolly blow, bountiful harvest puller from gardens treasures, stacking and lighting bonfires, campfires built, consuming s'mores, children trick or treating, dressing up in costumes in spirits, warding off and defeating evil spirits. Fall falls backwards and autumn appalls. Fall calls and autumn sprawls. Ancestors arising annually, beastly, brutally bearing babies, cursedly conjured conjectures, damned, dead, dynamically danced, elegantly entrancing, everyone enchantingly, frightful freaks feared fathoms ferociously, ghouls, goblins, ghosts gave horrendously horrifying hosts, intimidating ill-willed incantations, jack-o'-lanterns jovially jested, keeping caput labyrinths mysteriously, magically mummified, notwithstanding night's notrocious nightmares, otherworldly ogre, owls, orange octobers, phantasms pranked poltergeists, petrifying pumpkins, quacking queens quivers, Reapers reaping radically, spirits teeter-totting, thinning, uncontrollable vills, witches, warlocks wondered wickedly, Santhanian yelling, yelping, yelping, yahoo sapping, zombies sanely, bumpkins carved pumpkins into jack-o'-lanterns, thumpkins, witches bewitched, pitches, switches, hitches, and niches, warlocks gawked, hawked, Walked, blocked, frolicked, uh, frocked, crocked, docked, flocks, hailing, worshiping, praying to Michalotkotl and Michalotkotli, I probably butchered their names, about the roles of life, death, and resurrection. Helen worshiping, worshiping, praying to the Horn One God, who's an animal that dies, that we may eat the grains and corn from which lived in a field before our harvest. Ashen, aromatic ambiances, uniting universal understandings, truthfully taking togetherness, uttering ultimate ubiquity, uncertainties, making magical monumental moments, noteworthily nullifying notions. Apple bobbing, costume contest, trunk-or-treating, children consuming their trick-or-treating candy, decorating houses, schools, fall celebrations, autumn, fall, harvest time, changing, equinox, warm weather, weather, rain, wet weather, snow, cold weather, freezing, end of the year, hibernal, vacation, frosty weather, winter. That's in peace. <laughs> I love it. That was ambitious, and you nailed it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Well, I just got in my head I wanted to do something completely different, so I did. (laughs) 
You know, I love that you have no fear when you write. I mean, you absolutely are a lover of your craft. There's no no pretentiousness or ego in the way that you approach writing at all. You know, a lot of people are really afraid to write something, you know, I can't, I can't, I don't know how to do this, so I'm not going to do it type of thing. And, you know, not only are you not intimidated by things that you might not know yet, you intentionally go out and find them. And when you can't think of one or find one, you make them up. You know, you challenge yourself in the most glorious ways. That's right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Not everybody does that. <laughs> and you're right. I know a lot of writers and poets that just write one thing, and they don't write the same thing over and over, but, like, they they write one style and one form, and I'm like, I break that mold. But not everyone is. That's just that's the way they are. So, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, I definitely love my challenges, and sometimes my challenges kill me too. So they're a lot harder than people think but it is cool though and then it's great achievement and, and i know that if they don't turn out well what you consider well it's not a big deal you just right. move on to the next you just have fun with it and i absolutely love that about you you know i've never That's heard it. anything that didn't turn out well but i know that you have to write things and think oh well i'll work on this more later or something like that you have to because of the way you you write you know you just you sit down you start writing you have fun and and I, I just absolutely love the no fear, the whole no fear feel of what you do. Right. Well, I appreciate it. I really do. It's pretty fun. But uh, so you're doing too. Much. Yeah, I appreciate you and everything you do for us and the platform as well. We're doing two still, or we still got time, mm-hmm. or just one? Okay, cool. No, you can do your two. All right. All right. This is uh, not Halloween, but that's cool. It's a, and I and I will read the other Halloween one. The next the next one is not a continuation, but I, it's part two. I guess you could call it that, but it's part two in the sense I'm doing the experimentation poem. So all right, this one's called Savage Redneck. Savage Redneck by Eric Shulman. Savagely surviving surprises sacrifices. Abiding adaptations of blazingly, victoriously, vagrants, vicissitudes, abherently fearing absurdisms, giving gallantries gait, energetically endeavoring earnestly, or earnestly, reveling, ravaged, rampaged, recluses, enduring everything's existence, dictating destinies deducively or deductively. Notrociously noting notions, enlivenly everyone's ecstatic euphorias, cynically crossing cadavers, kebabbing Kierkegaard's kitches, S in peace. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that was Thank awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're uh, welcome, Eric. People ask me, they're like, what are you? You're not, you're not a cowboy. You don't live on a farm and don't have a ranch. And I'm like, well, I grew up that way. You're right. I'm not a cowboy. I consider myself a savage redneck. It's a little different. <laughs> I absolutely love and, it. You need to and, coin that. You need that needs to be like a line of clothing or something or a brand. Oh of yeah, I definitely need to. Yeah, I still need to make I, you I, I your bumper sticker too. I want somebody wearing savage. <laughs> yeah. I have seen a person wearing savage, but just savage, not savage redneck. So I should make that. That'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> 
Put that in the stores. I still need to make your bumper sticker, too. Can you dig her? <laughs> or got digging or something. I think that's what we can. What would we come up with? I don't know. It's been a while. So it would be like that poem that I wrote you. Mm-hmm. But uh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I appreciate everything you do for us. And I'm not on Facebook. Like I said last time, I'm just going to stop making another one. Someone keeps getting into me, into my profile. So, and it's from San Antonio this time. So, that's and I don't weird. know if they have my IP address on my phone or what, but that's all right. So, um, are you, you can in find Texas me on, right now? Yes, I am. But I'm so not in San Antonio. How do you know someone's getting into your account from there? Uh, get on my phone, and it shows me where I will sign in it. Okay, so that's but not I someone been getting in into your account. That's yeah, not someone getting saying. into your account. That is the way your router gets tracked. That happens to me all the time. It'll show that I'm logged in from Seattle, or I may be logged in from Portland, <laughs> or I may be. That's where your your connection routes through. So that is ah, okay. the IP address of where your router is connecting. Because there's a lot of different. Um, there's a lot of different. You know, you don't have just one path your computer takes. So that's not someone logging in. Oh, okay. On Maybe your account from somewhere else. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I live like six hours away from, but I guess that I guess that can make sense though. Well, Seattle's up in Washington. I'm I'm in Oregon, so you know it's kind of what what was yeah, they doing in Seattle? That, but no, yeah. it's just the uh, I called to find out because it freaked me out too. Oh, ah, okay. Me is that's that's the that's the path your router took. Oh, cool. All right. Well, maybe I'll figure out how to get back into my Facebook account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Awesome. So you can find me on YouTube. That's Eric Shulman, and you can find me on Instagram. That's Eric Shulman too. I uh, did make a new one, and uh, that's really it right now. I have my personal blog kind of stopped uh, a while back, but I'm still writing. Uh, I'm just super busy, but I try to get it on and share. I don't know where I can. So, and you can find me on Speakeasy Cafe whenever I'm here, <laughs> whenever I can be here. So, yes, well, can. thank you so much, Nyla. Appreciate it your show and platform and having all of us come read and I'll try to be here next weekend or next week uh, and I'll have that other Halloween poem done and you're right I got to do it and I don't write it all at one time either especially <laughs> doing one form in each stanza that's a real <laughs> but uh, yeah but it's all good though there's nothing wrong with writing some and coming back I, I do that still on, on occasion mm-hmm. too but it's all good. Uh, hey, I also want to thank you very much for being one of the sponsors of our show. You know, I don't say that every time you call in and stuff, and, but I always make sure I thank everybody at the beginning of the show, but I just want to tell you that. You know, thank you very much for helping with the show this year. You're absolutely welcome. Now, I believe in the show. I believe in you, and I believe in all the poets and poetesses on here as well. So that's why and I had the money, so that's why I helped you. So. We appreciate it. Thank you. And we'll talk to you next week. You're talk to you next week. Yep. Right, Have a great baby. night. Thanks. Talk to you later. You too. Bye. Talk to you later. Thank you. Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code. What? What just happened? 
All right, let's grab 506 before it does it again. 506, you're on the air. Hello, it's Lady A. (laughs) Hi, Lady A. How are you doing, honey? Good, thank you. And you? Absolutely wonderful. It's good to hear from you. Well, it's nice to hear you or your voice, too. Oh, I'm all of a sudden, I'm a little gravelly. I don't know what happened. The air it's must got, be dry. It's that, it's that sexy, sexy femme fatale sound spade. You walked into his oh, office. Out of all the offices, you walked into his voice. All righty, then. <laughs> Run with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have, um, I know you are probably got a big lineup and everything. I have um, a couple of poems, and I have one that's... Um, well, they're both dark. One's kind of like Halloween-y, and the other one's just plain dark. So I think what I'll do is I'll leave the Halloween kind of one for last and read this one. Is that okay with you? That is okay, but remember our Halloween show's next week, so if you read those this week, you have to write two more for next week. Oh, I have other ones, yes. Okay, just, just really do. making sure you know how okay. I am. <laughs> so the first one's called Broken. I am like a broken puppet whose eyes have fallen inside. A plaster marionette moving on command. Fingertips bone exposed, dressed in onyx black robe. An ornament hung from nooses destined to die. Pyre of sycamore wood, crimson flames lick a purple sky. My heart now rust with chambers copper and bronze. Fire reflects in my eyes. Now topaz, like gems falling inside, accessories of pain, just like shrapnel in my veins. From rope strung noose, crimson blood flows loose, bayonets await my fall. Chambers of my heart are mauled, purple fingertips and toes, exsanguinated purple lips. Pretty puppet ponders death, peacefully perishing, perhaps. Time for change, stop the fight. Tired of struggle called life, cut the strings to this marionette. This way I can forget. Worst things in life endured, some just never can be cured. My heart is wood, body worn, my eyes dead, fallen inside. End poem. Wow. I absolutely, absolutely love the sound rhyming you did through that, that whole the whole runs of sound rhymes you did throughout that entire piece. That was incredible. Thank you very the, much. Just I mean it's it's fun to write that way. You know, but a lot of times it can sound forced. Um like you're just oh, looking for the words to use the to use the um the sound of the words yes. running together and and you don't do that at all with your writing. I mean, it's, it just comes very naturally and, and flows very naturally when you when you hear you read it. So, Thank you good so on much. you. Thank I would you be chuffed with that one if I were you. Great job. Thank you. <laughs> and See, I said chuffed. I'm learning to speak UK, just so you guys know. I'm sorry. I said I said chuffed, and just so you guys who may not know, I'm practicing learning how to speak UK. Oh, so, okay. you know, saying you're chuffed is a UK thing. Just wanted to, you know, in case okay. anyone wants to, you know. What does it mean? Yeah. Your best? Does it mean you're showing your best? Um, when I say I'm chuffed, it means I'm excited. I'm just elated. I'm, you know. Wow. So if Very I were nice. you, I would be chuffed to have written that. That was amazing. Thank you so much. 
See, now, you, got... now you speak some UK. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I have another one that's um, quite dark as well and good for Halloween. And um, so it's called Evocation. And just I'll give you um, the meaning of evocation is the uh, act of calling upon or summoning a spirit, demon, deity, or other supernatural agents. Evocation. Wicked witches watched the flames as warlocks played warlock games. Around the flickering fire they danced mesmerized, deeply entranced. Sacrifice of human form on the ground a barnyard door, black sheep's blood painted bright upon the doorposts this eerie night. Heliotropes, moonstones, quartz crystals and animal bones, druid quartz, pagan runes worn with pride as talisman, amulets worn in hair on fingers and around necks. Good luck and happiness evil eyes and chicken feet, casting spells evil and sweet. Round and round the open fire, dance continued as they conspired. Martyr for this night's ritual, blood flows, it is instinctual. Weaker with each drip and drop, the end is near, it can't be stopped. Final scream, a frenzy starts. Inhale the scent of life drained, it's a witch's art. Whizzing Mott began his dance, whirled and twirled and pranced. One misstep stumbled into the fiery pit he tumbled. Scalding coins, molten hot, adorned the bottom of cauldron pot. He rose from the flames to shout, It's all fun and games till you poke your eye out. And <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to laugh, but that was so funny. <laughs> it was meant to be funny at the end. <laughs> uh, well, then you got the emotional reaction you were hoping to get because that yes. was great. Thank you. And you really are. I have. I mean, I said it before on your last piece, but I'm going to say it again. You really are quite exquisite with your rhyming. Oh, thank you so much. You know, it's it's very lyrical and so natural, and I really enjoy it. I enjoy hearing it. I enjoy, you know, listening to you read and and you know following the patterns that aren't that that are incredibly lyrical but not distracting. If that makes sense. Thank you so much. You know, I, I started writing poetry over twenty some years ago, and I hid my poetry. I never showed anybody my poetry for up until about six years ago, and I joined All Poetry. That's where you can find me. All Poetry, and the group that I'm in in that uh, big group is called a team of voices and a friend of mine i met on that group uh, uh, a group of friends um his name is jay hatter and he is impeccable with his rhyme and he has inline rhyme like that so i learned from him um how to to rhyme like that he has the shorter stanzas the shorter lines but the cadence and the and the rhyming i admired his doing that so I feel very uh, thankful that I was able to discover how to do it myself, and and now I I find I love rhyme. Some people hate rhyme, but I love it. I think it's beautiful if it's done well. And uh, and, it, and you do you do it well. You know what I think it is. I don't think that 
no discredit to him, okay, because all the credit in the world, because he helped you find your voice. But the way that you do that is not something easily taught. So I think it's kind of like, you know how we all, we all have a favorite type of music, we all have a favorite type of, you know, movies we watch, that type of things, things we relate to. And I think when we go through life, we can, we will discover things that speak to us. Yeah, you know, I and I think right. that I mean, when he didn't you sit down and teach me to do this and do that, I it was like from recognizing a part of your own example. voice that you then followed. Yeah. So it's like you and him are from the same tribe. You speak the same language. You heard something in his writing that you yeah. recognized, and it helped it be voiced in your writing. Absolutely, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is an amazing thing. So awesome. Yeah, I, I'm I, glad you I, I, I love, tonight. I love writing. Pardon me. I'm really glad you were able to call in tonight. Well, I'm glad I did too. I I, I love your show, and you're very uh, you're a very calming influence. I think on the on the callers and the listeners. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. You're welcome. It just made me laugh. I was thinking about a really good friend of mine one time that told me when he first called in, um, he thought I was an old lady nun. Because I was just, I was just so nice. So he, he seriously thought I was really old, and that I was like a nun or something. <laughs> it's so funny. Surprise! <laughs> yeah. No, and you've had this show for fifteen years, a long time. I know, right? I am old, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't, don't think I was when I started, but you know, geez. <laughs> yeah. Too funny. Well, I'm hope you're here next week. Would love to have more from you always. You know that. And I'll bring um, weenie things next week. I've got a few that are pretty gruesome, so I'll bring them. Yes. Good job. I'll be very happy. Thank you so much. All right, and we'll talk to you then. Thank you. Right. Night, night. All right, let's go ahead and grab our next caller. And that next caller, I'm I'm talking slowly because my board is moving slowly. And now we will bring on area code 323. Three. Three, three, you're on the air. Nyla, this is Sincere from California. Good evening. Hey, Ed, how are you doing, honey? I'm, I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm doing amazing. It is really good to hear from you. I was just thinking about you the other day. I said, I wonder what the heck he's doing. Am I going to have to like, go oh, hunt him I, down or I what? Was, yeah, no, I was, I've been working on my documentary. <laughs> so I, I, I finished that and working on the script for the narrator. So I've been doing that. Wait, what? What? I'm, work, I'm finished my documentary. I worked on the script for the narrator for the documentary so he can narrate the um, documentary. And How I, do I, I getting, see it? As soon as I'm done, I will give you uh, where it's going to be at. Uh, most likely it might be on, if God's willing, Netflix. Uh, we're in talks with Hulu and Amazon. I am freaking excited. Thank you. Thank that you, is incredible. You. Congratulations. Good job. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's like right up there finding out that one of my friends dated Bobby Sherman when she was younger. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, wow, these secret lives you guys lead. What in the hell? <laughs> right? 
so what do you have for us tonight, baby? It's called significance. Money, time, energy from someone else talks. Being significantly significant up until it's time to part the Red Sea of contemporary dance between low self-esteem over high self-estate esteem with fabric fibers to make your name seem significant. Stock, author point of view, powers of authority within a said corporation by laws, lake forest, down around a broken system, definition in which love is lovely and lonely. Asking for a friend whose name was insightful. Do you want me from hearing about each moon colors or how lies have led physician poison over very essence about why all lives matter when all whom live in the house offering simulations for backslash white lies naked your thoughts about black being non-essential did i spell that right non-essential here it is or isn't she loving to marry a transgender transfer point of view homosexuality inflicted souls have been around since Moses was a prince in Africa. Egyptian rule downloaded from Greek to Persian outreach post to South Asian minor. Who are you? To where I should be from taking a taker's sloppy side chicken roasted chick to sweep off her side job, I emailed them. I wanted to be a part nor able to share a pussycat instance from a six pack of pussycat. If you read this slowly, getting down around the average age to which pussycat is not a cat in a box. Sign or sign. Significant. In peace. <laughs> that, was, that was a ride, let me tell you. That was incredible. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're very, very welcome. You're going to read two, course, right? Uh, of course. Um, second one I can't believe it And then with blood oath At birth family Not knowing what just happened Because they're following theirs In a fox tail Oh well get to tell Rain here these bells I can't believe it They're using the bible As blueprint and the laws And cheese break Bad branded Understate Fed and local news updates After that We're fed lies that we're owning them, bills, and service at birth control at death when I came about nine months later, laterally, moving and lovingly and loving that I can't get out of her. I can't believe it. Over 6,000 years ago on this planter planet, we called home to white lines and pitchforks, uncircumcised corn, a corpse to be forked for thinking about and out loud when they own my body. So we unspeakably, nothing is given since we don't own our own body wash, but cleaning under our own skin offers to tell how to peel off our own painted skin and caps. Come on, it's time to clean up and take whatever you need from doing well with a doubt over a pussycat and cocaine. Coming, stop running, and humming for today's date trips. Us back predators predate uncaged while we have the planets aligned in millennium. Melon. I can't believe this. In peace. <laughs> you know, what's truth stranger than fiction? Is that what they say? Uh, yes. I love that piece. Thank you so much. 
You're very welcome, sweetheart. It is really good to hear from you. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. And I am, I'm, you. you know, you are, you are so flipping forgiven <laughs> for, uh, for not being around. And, again, you know, on behalf of all of us, I know we are all very proud of you, and I cannot wait to see what you've done. I'm, um, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it, and um, I can't wait to share it so people could uh, take a look at it. So keep me posted when you get news on, on its accessibility, okay? I sure will, most definitely. I, I definitely will do that. Okay. I will hold you to that. Sweetheart, do me a favor and tell everyone how they can come get a hold of you, find you, read your work, get to know you, all that good stuff. You can find me at Ed McKinney on Facebook. You can find me on um, Instagram, Coach Ed Cynthia. You also can find me at One Half Court Publishing on Instagram. You can find me on Linktree, Ed McKinney, uh, Linktree, a.k.a. Cynthia. Very cool. All right, sweetheart. Thank you, and I hope we will talk to you next week. Remember, next week, you don't have to read something spooky, but next week is Halloween week, so if you want to bring something spooky, that's cool. We're just kind of like oh, homework oh, for you so you can. Oh, oh, I appreciate that. And Halloween is life, so i got something for that. We'll see. All right, we will talk to you next week then. You have a great week, a week, a week, a weekend, and I'll see you next week. All right, honey, thank you. All right, good night. You too. Okay, our next caller comes from area code 501. 501, you are on the air. Hello. Hello. How you doing, Nyla? (laughs) I'm doing awesome. How are you, sweetheart? I'm all right. This is Jay from Arkansas. Welcome back to the show, James from Arkansas. Jay, Jay, Jay. Jay, I'm sorry. I've been talking to the wife. i got to wake my mouth up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, baby. Okay. All right. I well, I've been, I've been sitting on here listening for three, almost three hours, too, so my ears can be a little fudged. I guess we can meet each other in the middle, then. I'm going to go ahead and go into this first piece. Okay. Um, <clears throat> last night I had a dream that I waited in words waist deep. Poetic passages haunted my sleep with tunnels to time and dimension that stretched and touched the four walls of my chopping block. Send me your ears and take a look deep within the shadow of verses that I spit and disperse like memories of memoirs as my thoughts travel to a time other than this to find something that has been missed. An end poem? Mm-hmm. I'm not used to you guys reading in such short things. Warn me. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Wait, it's done up. Wait, what? <laughs> I got a little one this time. <laughs> that will help me tremendously. <laughs> that would do nothing for my ego. <laughs> 
It's like I was all settled back, you know, it's been a long show, I'm all content and quiet now, kicking back in the chair, putting my feet up, and then it's like, what? He's done? No. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I really don't do long poems, though. Uh, that poem right there, I am going to elaborate on that one. Um, I, I, I had, I was going through my uh, cell phone, and I seen it sitting there, and I said, you know what, I can do something with you. And um, I heard you and Stan chit-chatting and a couple of the other poets, and um, I was start jotting down things as I was listening to everybody and catching the vibe. So when did you jot it down? Where were you, and what were you doing when you wrote it? I was brainstorming, trying to find something, and 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 I and I said, well, let me go in this direction. And that was the very first line that talked about uh, that I had a dream that I waited in words waist deep. I love it. And that's always say when you think of something, even if you don't have time to sit down and write the poem, you should definitely jot it down because you're going to come back into it later and find it. And if you don't jot it down, you wouldn't have remembered that two or three days later, mm-hmm. you know. So if you don't it's, jot them down, you lose them, so it's really important. It's good to Frankenstein them fragments later on. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. you can go skimming through and pull whole chunks out of another poem or take what you already have there and add it on if you got half of a poem and then add it on to that and it'd be complete because it's along the same uh, thought. And if it's not along the same thought, just a couple of adjustments will go ahead and make them along the same thought. Exactly. Exactly. I couldn't. That you, you said it way better than I have ever said it. No, Good I probably job. heard you say it and regurgitated it back to you, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where that come from? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's too funny. All right, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna do two, right? Yeah, I'm gonna do a second one. Okay. All right. <laughs> Those poor people, those poor, poor people have absolutely no desire to better themselves. And that man or beast is something I just cannot respect. They would rather be given something than work. It is truly a feat of chronic mule-mindedness and just plain lazy. I hate having to avert my eyes as I walk down the street from crying children. Even the little ones get in on the act as well. They are cursing their children to steal. It is very, very disconcerting to say the least. The money that was granted to me from my forefathers and the government they helped with their own hands to create. Now the wells of the lowly stimulate false guilty hearts. And I am forced to share. The only joy I get is when I have to fight. Some weeping piece of scum droning on about his progeny and spawn. I wish they would all just die. And don't get me started on that Wilson. He has always shown signs of being false. He was always showing favor to his workers. And that would agitate my workers. He couldn't wait for his wife to die to join their ranks. He would always show signs of being vermin. So I tested him when his wife died by pulling some strings and emptying out his bank account. 
just to see if he would get back up. And just as I thought, he wallowed in his mire, like the pig that he has always been, pretending to be still happy along with his wretched little children. For how much longer must I put up with this? I utterly hate poor people in poor. Wow, intense. Absolutely intense. So where'd that one come from? You know what? Uh, I'm a uh, I'm not a pacifist. I'm 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 a uh, a person who don't. Uh, I'm apolitical. Uh, I've seen a lot of politics come up over the summer. Um, you know, normally I would I would keep quiet, but when it would get to a certain pitch, I would I try to tell people to go ahead and uh, pay attention to what's going on. Uh, this poem they? right here is uh you know what it was it was it was just another voice you know you know what i mean it was a, it was a lot of stuff going on there it may have caused uh, a pause maybe and 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 you know it was it was a whole thing that was going on um but this piece right here I had wrote that he had did that to his uh uh fellow worker also uh or or the guy that was uh it's about the same level he was. So it wasn't a black and white thing. It was a, a rich versus poor thing. A class thing. Well, they said that this next war isn't going to, the next dividing of our country isn't going to be, um, it isn't going to have anything to do with race. It's not going to have anything. It's going to be a class war. I can very well see that, too. I'm, I, you know, when that comes along, I'm, I'm not going to be involved in that either. I know I'll be affected by it, but I won't be involved in it. Yeah. You know, to me, it's just, you know, it, it, it has a long history, and it's been a long time coming. And I could get into the whole political part of it, but I'm not going to because, you know, that's not my place. It's my show, but it's you guys' platform, if that makes sense. But All right, I'm going to say one the, thing then. Yeah. Um, it's, it's made to look like it's about black and white. It's not. It's exactly what you said. It's about power. Then once the power gets distributed the way they want it to, then the, then the people who were doing so much to do so many different things, they're going to find out, like, no, you can go over there with them. Well, there's a reason that they're doing it the way that they're doing it, and there's a reason that they are dividing us. There's a reason that, you know, we go to school and we're not taught how – our children aren't taught how to vote. They're taught how to become workers. There's nothing in schools nowadays that teach our children to become business owners or entrepreneurs or anything like that. No. Not taught in grade school. You know, in grade school and stuff like that, our children are just taught to be drones. You know, it's the children who come from more, from better means that, you know, look at the whole college thing and are encouraged to go to college. But the lower class kids are not. You know, and there's, I mean, it's, it's a whole war, I'm telling you. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah, it, 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 it sounds like it's something like on the China model of, of, of the uh, people just following drone through. And I'm not saying that they do that over there, but, but you know, that's the image they were given of the way things go over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But let me go ahead and get out the way. I appreciate your time, young lady. Well, I appreciate you being here, and I cannot wait to hear your spooky poems next week. 
I'm probably not going to do spooky either, but I, I'll come back oh. and check you out. Okay. All right. I can live with that. Tell everyone how to approach you. Go on YouTube, J&J Productions, Acrylic Arts. That's it. Awesome. All right. Give the family hugs for me. I will. And you yours. Take care now. Thanks, honey. Bye-bye. Okay. Absolutely love Jay. All right, our next caller comes from area code seven one four seven one four. You are on the air. Hey, Nyla. This is Jackie. How are you? Hey, Jackie. I'm awesome. How are you, baby? I'm doing good. Doing good. Can't complain. So, what's going on in your life? Oh, my gosh. Well, well, I think I mentioned last time that I'm, I'm working on my podcast to get it launched, and um, hopefully I'll get that done before the end of the month. It's, uh, it'll be called Got Guilt, Damn Shame. And so it'll be an interesting podcast, I think. It's uh, mostly a call-in, confession kind of uh, style kind of thing like that. So, um, and then pick a few topics so, and, and talk about it. What is the title it. again? Got guilt, damn shame. You know, one of my very good friends, in fact, this show wouldn't even exist if it was not for her, has a Irish Catholic mother. And mm-hmm. Her and I have sat on the phone so many times when she's talking to her mom or her mom starts going off about something. And when you said that, it just made me think about her mom, you know, because everything for I mean, there's there's some stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason, you know. And just mm-hmm. hearing when you said that, I'm just hearing her mom go off about something or her yelling at her mom about something. And it's just the cutest, most lovely, funny, awesome interactions in the whole world and that just that made me smile so big I, I know I'm sure that that's not the intent of your the title but that's what made me think of was just you know because everything with her is guilt it's like mom stop trying to make me feel guilty <laughs> well we, you know what we, we have so much of it it comes from so many different places and directions in our life whether we give mm-hmm. it to ourselves or somebody else imposes it upon us, we still carry so much of it that ultimately we'll resort in shame, you know, all that, how that works. And, yeah, and because we're not, no you know, we're supposed to be this, that. we're not supposed to be that, or, you know, Never behave like this or don't behave like this. that. Right, You know, it, right. this is a horrible thing to say out loud, but I'm going to say it because it's the truth. You know, and if you think about femininity and way we're taught, especially as women, we're taught to behave, right? right? I was talking to a friend one time and I told him, I said, you know, one of my biggest regrets in the world is I never slept with some of the boys I really wanted to sleep with. Right. <laughs> and that's absolutely the truth because, you know, you, you're a good girl. You're not supposed to be having sex with a bunch of people. But there were some people I really would have liked to have had sex with, and I didn't. Right. You know, and I look back on my I life now and think, you know, maybe a little more chocolate in my life, you know, maybe a little bit more, you know, have donut more once in a while wouldn't have been such a bad thing. 
because, man, he was a good looking man. I feel you 100%. Yes. Isn't that a horrible? I mean, I feel stupid saying that, but it's the honest-to-goodness truth. You know, men don't go, men don't say that. Men don't go, you know, man, I just wish I had to sleep with more of the women I wanted to sleep with because men have the freedom to do that. They they can, they get to do that. You know, they don't have many regrets because they get to, you know, unconsequently have their sexuality, you know, yes. without labels. So, yes. so yeah, I, I, I really love the title. I'm looking forward to your show. I'm, I'm sure your show is not about that, but it's still... That's where it took me. Well, it could consist of (laughs) some of that, all of that. You know, it's just whatever guilt has been placed on another person. It could be any topic. You know, just call in. Just call in and make a confession. That's a confession. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a big one. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, Mom. (laughs) So what do you have for oh us gosh. tonight, hon? I know, right? I'm so okay. oh. oh, I love it. I just love it. And, and that is why it is called Got Guilt? Damn Shame. <laughs> Are you there? I don't know. I think my earbuds just died on me. No, I'm here. Okay. Okay, well, this is um, this one's called War and Peace. War and and peace, and war, then peace. Let there be war. How many are needed to even the score? Those who died want no more. War nor peace live in one accord, neither have produced units. Are we all deceived? Humanity is glass, shattered into pieces, while communities are formed by what is believed Poverty and privilege decide who should give and who should receive. Laws that say to separate, but do not, dare not, cannot integrate. Church and state rules the groups, teaching false doctrines not taught in school, resenting the other, devaluing worth, monetizing what is freely given on this earth, Every human being has a need to feel accepted, connected to their own tribe. Decisive eyes should be blind without biases formed in the mind, where difference is just different. And that should be sufficient to belong and coexist. More, the world has more than enough to go around if only the ego would settle down there would be no more need for war than peace and war again. Instead, let there be peace and peace and peace and more peace in heart. Amen. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not necessary. <laughs> Absolutely. Fantastic job, sweetheart. I can't even tell you that was that was incredible. Are you gonna read two tonight? Oh, um, yeah, I will. That's a short one. Okay. It's called Trust the Process. Are we the keeper of secrets and dreams? 
do we possess the powers from the great supreme whose watchful eyes are focused on all created beings? The guardian protector of manifested dreams safely stored, stored all in the vortex of time until the precise moment fate and destiny align. Birds are gifted with flight, soars into the wind towards the face of adversity. It is something akin to the bamboo leaf's agility to bend on sunny days or inclement weather. Even birds in the air are provided shelter. Faith means to believe. It does not assure me it will not unveil a life without regret. Therefore, why bother with worry and fret? It only makes sense to lean in, take it on the chin, and just trust the process. Absolutely awesome. Yes, incredible job on both of those pieces, hon. I'm so glad you were able to call in, Jackie, and I'm so excited about your new show. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it if I can... (laughs) You know, I'm one of those people is just, I'm really nervous. Like the lady who was talking before about sharing her, took her for years to finally start sharing her thoughts and ideas. And I'm, I'm the same. I'm just like that. I, I, I stress every time I call into your show because nothing ever sounds right enough for me. You know, my stuff, everybody else's is wonderful. <laughs> it's the perfectionist <laughs> thing, I think. What can I say? Guilt. I'm guilty. <laughs> we we all feel that way, shame. though. Look at all this this stuff that. But you know what? It's really funny. It was just like Jay and I were talking about a moment ago. So much of that guilt, so much of those things that we judge ourselves on, are taught to us. We aren't born with it. You know, it's like nobody's born no. racist. We know when one baby cries, they all cry. You know, racism That's is true. taught to us. Guilt is taught to us. Morals are taught to us, you know. And there, and what Bye, kills me is the older I get, the more I understand that everything that we were taught were, was behavior, behavioral. Um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, it's a systematic behaviorally it's a motivated. System. You know, they they taught yeah. me to so Mo- they could control me. They taught me this so that they could influence me, you know, for their gain. You know, there's so many things that we are taught in life. You know, it's like, you know, I'm spiritual, but I don't believe in organized religions because I think organized religions, you know, the, the Bible no longer, we no longer serve God. We make God serve us. The Bible serves us. You know, the the Bible serve. We, we have turned the Bible into a business, and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, and and so it's just the thing. Everything the, the, is monetized. Everything is monetized. It is. Now, and everything that we are taught is, is for someone else's gain. God is monetized. <laughs> I mean, it's belief systems. Belief systems that have been imposed upon us to allegedly make us intelligent, but in a lot of respects, it makes us ignorant. So. Who's to say? I mean, one man's treasure is another man's trash. So, I mean, I try to stay neutral when it comes to uh, 
other people's belief systems because, you know, it only causes more confusion. <laughs> but uh, in reality, I'm not. I'm not uh, n- neutral to it. I just don't always express it. You know what I'm saying? Makes sense? It does make sense. Yeah, well, war and peace, war and peace. (laughs) But with that being said, my friend, you have peace and peace be with you. (laughs) Peace be with you, sweetheart. All right, awesome, my dear. We will talk to you next week for Halloween show. Um, I'm not ghoulish, but um, I'll I'll call you. You don't have to be ghoulish. (laughs) Write me, write me a poem about the joys of candy. Without guilt. Oh, candy. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Chocolate candy, sugary candy, Mentos. And it can be anything. <laughs> it could be about autumn leaves, just anything this anything seasonal. Oh. You got I don't it. I don't I write do blood that. and gore either. I, I just except for one time I wrote a poem about being a serial killer, but you know, <laughs> that that was just that one time. <laughs> You know, I I really would love to be taught how to write love poems because, but that's not something I, you can learn. I don't, I think you have to experience it. It has to come from the soul. You know, the like love poems. Love poems. I mean, yeah. You know, love. I mean, where you can just like, I don't know if I've ever been in love. Nyla. I mean, truly, truly, like love, love the way I hear it expressed in. Some of the poems that the ladies that men will call in and read, and it's just like, man, I just go, I go somewhere in my head thinking, have I ever? That is so intense, and mm-mm, I'm scared. I'm scared of love. I'm a, I think maybe I'm a person of a, avoidance. <laughs> That's okay. Don't feel, Don't feel guilty for that. Don't feel guilty for that. It's okay. It's okay to be that way. <laughs> I love that independence. Yeah. Now you understand why the title of my show is going to be. Oh, I'm all about that. I'm going to be a regular caller now. <laughs> all well, right, sweetheart. Come on off Thank you so all much, right, honey. I'll talk to you next week. Okay. Andy, it is. All right. All righty. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes to area code 585. 585, you are on the air. Um, now 585, you may be on the air. Okay, can you hear me now? <laughs> I can hear you, Mr. Curry. How are you, love? Uh, I'm good, I'm good. I'm enjoying listening to uh, as much of the commentary as much as uh, as the poetry itself, the conversations that are being had. Very enjoyable <laughs> tonight. Well, thank you. I'm glad. We've had some fun people on. Yes, we have. So I got a little. Um, I, should I do one or two? You can do two. I mean, we're we're already in our overtime hours, and I've only got one caller after you. Unless we have okay. Eric, let me. Who is it? Eight, let me check real quick. Eight three two. I think eight three two is Uma. Uma, if you wanted to come on and read tonight, honey, can you press one? If you're just listening, I'm glad you're here. I love you so dearly. There we go. Okay, so yeah, I've got two callers after you, and we're already in overtime, so you might as well go. I'm not going to cut you guys off to one now, so read two, please. All right. Um, so here, this is a, a poem that I wrote during the height of the pandemic. 
when people were really not going out on the street at all. And then all of a sudden, it turned out that people needed to go out on the street in protest of some things that, a lot of things, not just any one thing, but in protest of being, you know, fed up with being fed up. Uh, But this is called Mr. Jackson. Without notice of being watched, marching and chanting, they passing, leaning against a traffic pole. Mr. Dolphus Jackson of Meridian, Mississippi, so far away, so far back into his 70 years. Stony, black-faced, defense and bitter, in no way able to display anything but the anger. Again, not a fucking again. Shouting. Pain, indignant, terrified, rightful, young and old, bewildered, marching, feeling, seeing, praying, crying, not able to feel it, but trying so hard it hurts. Another man done gone. As the virus fades, the true menace does not. And some still suffer this eternal pandemic. Another man done gone. A cold grave is in his way. Pass our eulogies, graveyard talk, funeral speeches, too florid, too fierce, pathos and words that are truly pathetic, as precisely calculated and laid out as any scientific hypothesis. Their validity is irreputable and plain to observe as conclusions drawn of mathematical formulas in their wake come the politics. But right now, Say amen, somebody. Somebody say his name. George Floyd. Mr. Jackson leans back, head tilted, gazing toward the blue spring sky, sunbeams peeping through the brim of his woven straw hat. He's bemused by irons, confused by contradictions as battle lines form. Again, protesters and mourners, police benevolent associations, Charleston, Trump, CNN, Fox, rubber bullets, tear gas, we can't breathe. The president winks at his base, builds a wall around people's house. As derision pours in, duty-free from Beijing, Putin nods in smug assent to the Ayatollah's solemn, solemn observation that the great Satan is but a sad clown. Protest now, London, Madrid. Paris, Berlin, Rome, all friends now watch the company they keep. Mr. Jackson's mind wanders, wondering. African brothers across the diaspora, wherefore have you forsaken your brethren? Where are you? Where the fuck have you been? I don't see you. I can't hear you. There's a man kneeling on my neck. And I cannot breathe. Black lives do matter. America's fitful convulsions, grotesque contortions of truth are its only needed proof. Sandra Bland, Orlando Castillo, Eric Garner, Emmett, Trayvon, Scottsboro Boys, Central Park Five. Joggers are not safe anywhere. I'm not obvious. George Floyd, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Another home goal. Chickens coming home to roost. When, Malcolm? 
By what means? By what invention born of this necessity? Let us pray. Bow our wretched heads and pray. Pray for healing, although we never were well. Call on the Lord, fill the zoo. We may catch him awake this time. Mr. Jackson adjusts his mask, preferring discomfort over death. At least there are protections against COVID-19, but none for someone's knee or neck. A boldly painted sign reads, Black Lives Matter. A twitching hand clutches a baton for reassurance. Sucking the sweetness from buttered cornbread rolled between his teeth and tongue, Mr. Jackson wonders if it will rain tomorrow. He looks up at the springtime sky, then sighs, watching the parade pass by. And poem. You know, there are so many things in there that are like metaphoric slaps in the faces and wake-up calls and... And, you know, it's like I, I said earlier, you know, there's some cliches and stereotypes exist because they are, you know, based on fact, you know, or human behavior more like. Um, you know, but that, that, that was really a forced look in the face for a lot of things that are going on right now that shouldn't be, that are just you know, either being mechanically done or done for an agenda or, or you know, just ignored completely. Are you still with me? Yes, I am. Oh, okay. Whew, I thought I lost you. No, no. I always listen when you talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you silly man. <laughs> yeah, I I am that, <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it it was a moment in time. I mean, you know, the people were hurting for other people, and the people who were hurting directly from some of the affront felt sorry for the people who were in solidarity with solidarity with them because they knew you could never feel. What this is, mm-hmm. we're to, but you can't come close to feeling what this is. Mm-mm. But we appreciate. Yeah. So it, and and you have a Mr. Jackson, who's seventy years old. What does it mean? It means he's seen all this shit before, and he knows he's gonna yeah. see it again. He's seen Isn't it all. Isn't that the sad before. part of it, though? I mean that's really the sad part of it. You know, we just have to we just have to believe that and it will I mean we know that it will. We know that every generation is going to stay take a step closer in the right direction because we're not where we were 100 years ago and definitely not where we were 200 years ago or 300 years ago. You know, but it's disgusting to me that it's such a long freaking process. Yeah, it's glacial. It's the glacial movement. In fact, it's not even fair to say it's glacial because the the glaciers are melting faster than the progress is being made. Yeah. That's 
that's an irony of our language right there. We would we would call things that were moving slowly, say that they were moving at a glacial pace. No glacial. Uh, glaciers are melting faster than we're making the progress than we have to make. You know, I think the young people now, the the last two generations, you know, the kids that are, you know, just graduating high schools and the one that are just in high schools now, I'm pretty sure they just look at us all like we're idiots, and I believe that. You know, these are the first true generations that have grown up from day one with worldwide information at their fingertips. You know, they, mm-hmm. they, they don't have to trust what we say is law. And so I think that change is going to be kind of like the glaciers melting. They they start a little bit at first, a little bit, and then the Missoula flood happens. You know, the the glacier melts and, and floods all the way to the ocean. And so I, I have to believe that because there's so many changes right now coming that so many of us don't understand right now you know, that would never have been talked about or done when we were kids. And it makes me really proud. It makes me really hopeful. You know, I have to have that hope. I have to have that hope because, and believe what I'm seeing, because these these last two generations, these young kids, they're just not listening to them anymore. You know, they're they're... I'm really excited to see what's going to happen in the next few years, the next 10 years, the next 20 years, the next 40 years. Well, I'm excited to see it too. Um, but part of what I'm seeing, you know, is is this partitioning. Mm-hmm. You know, but who's doing it? That's I mean, I, I mean, this is a this is a really cool conversation. We should just like call each other and sit over coffee one day and have this conversation because it is an amazing conversation to have, you know. But to me, when you say that, you know, there's still, but it's not coming from them. It's coming from desperate people trying to maintain something in their agenda. You know, like I said before, racism, those type of things, they're not taught. When one baby cries, they all cry. I mean, it's not something we're born with. It's something that's taught. You know, so, you know, the people who believe certain things that are still around, still in powerful places, you know, who will benefit from these these divisions are on their way out. And these young kids who don't see, I don't, just don't believe they don't see, I don't believe they see color. I don't see they, I don't believe they see the division or they see it and celebrate it. So who knows? I mean, I'm, I'm just being optimistic. I have to believe that these... These babies not, now are going to do better. I'm not sure I share your optimism um, because, you, as I said, there's a partitioning, and each side has its recruits and devotees. Um, you know, I, I work with some people that are really nice people, but they are of the other ilk. And, you know, and by that I mean oh, guys that I work with and get along with every day. No, I'm not getting up. Of vaccination, and so you know, unfortunately, that, that all of this shit is cold. When somebody says that they're not getting the vaccination, then you can probably go out in the in the parking lot and find on this car a sign that says "Don't tread on me," and you know, and the whole bit, right? Yeah. And 
Aaron, by his, you know, from his side, and I, you know, I wish we had time because you weren't here. I read a poem a couple of weeks ago called The Simple Prayer. You know, uh, it's the practice of empathy to try to put yourself in someone else's shoes, even if you could never be there. Even well, if read it for no, me again next week. I will. I will. Okay. okay. Maybe we can table that for that. Yeah. Um, but 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 each side, I mean, like as as your infamous president infamously said, there's good people on both sides. You know, he he probably told the truth without meaning to. Yeah, there's good <laughs> people on both sides. There's fucking misdirected and deluded. You know, he you know he meant to tell the big lie. I mean, because that's what he does. But he probably told the truth. There's probably good people on both sides. There are most assuredly good people on both sides. But these people need to start thinking from themselves because the antiquated party system needs to go bye-bye. It's nothing but a great big giant political game, uh, gang war. You know, are you the reds or are you the blues? You know, it's, it's seriously a gang war. I was listening to the previous conversation you were having, and, and it's definitely caste and class and it never has been anything else, you will might, you might find out. And there's a great book you, should, you I would recommend to you called Cast, and I can't think of the author, author's name, but it's C-A-S-T-E. Um, but this, this country is where race was initiated. There, was not, there wasn't race before there was America. Race was the justification for slavery. Race was mm-hmm. an excuse to other poor people why they weren't as bad off as they are, you know, no yeah, matter what else. Because over in Europe, before we came here, it was class wars. It's always class. It's about the money. Mm-hmm. It's always. Race was an excuse why no matter how badly we treat you, you can never be one of them. And if you have to have to catch one of these one or two of these slaves out on the road when he's not supposed to be there at night and happen to ruin some of my property, it's part of the price of whiteness, of solidarity. But you never yeah. will be one of them. So you never have to turn against us as we know they should. So they will not have it. Even though the only thing you have going for you is that you're not one of them. Race is a, is a wholly American construct. You're absolutely correct. That's a really, that's, um, you know, I don't think that I have ever ever thought of it so clearly and precisely and, and, no pun intended, but black and white like that, you know, without that gray area. Um, that's really, really a, absolutely true and um, really good perspective to preach. But I'm a silly man. <laughs> Here's a silly second poem. Um, and again, the, the diversity that everyone has, the diversity creates different conventions of behavior of culture. And we try to cover them with the same language. 
we try to cover it, all of this with the language Donald has. Mm-hmm. And you have people say things they don't mean because they can have certain tools, tools to say but take the word bad. Here's a poem called Le- Too Legit. Like a cat let out of the bag, a genie cannot be put back in his bottle. The milk was spilled. Don't cry. Who knew? No rings, no vows, no babies. Back babies? Back. What's love got to do with it? Here I am, a for real, for real black bastard. Mama's baby, daddy's maybe black bastard. No maybes between ma and pa. What does love have to do with it? I'm legitimate as fuck. And poem. <laughs> I love it. Fantastic job, baby. Yeah, thank you. This this, this whole bit about how how can children ever be somebody tell me. Uh, But this was, again, you're expecting a black people who were forbidden to force to manipulate having broken by selling off or murder or whatever mm-hmm. and falls to hold on to the same convention of marriage as everybody else. There's no jump in the goddamn room, stick. There's no shame in a black man and a woman having a child didn't need some goddamn preacher to say anything to sanction it. My parents got me when I was a, when I was a sophomore in college. And we had lived together all that time. I was the first one to leave our home. So what? And and you know we weren't. To, oh, look at the Curry people. They you know oh, shame on them. No, everybody in our neighborhood was like that. People lived common law, came and went, and that was that was the culture that we adopted and we had coming out of slavery when a brother family didn't mean. Anything. Mhm. So there were no illegitimate. Yeah, we are black bastards. Okay. So guess what? Now the word bastard ain't such a bad word. I'm one. And that, and as Muhammad Ali famously said, if if <laughs> bastard is uh, is something good, then no. If being a bastard is what I am, then that's then being a bastard good. Then. Mhm. I I don't like labels anyway. You know. Okay. So, you know, they they can say they can call, you know, and I can't use you or your situation as an example because that's not me. I don't understand it the way that you understand it. But there's a lot of places in my life where as a single woman, I have been labeled lots of things. You know, impacted my life, what kind of jobs I got, the money I made, how hard I had to fight, you know. And I refused them. I refused to let, I wouldn't let them pin them on me. Well, as I heard the conversation you were having earlier that, you know, that a regret you might have in your life is that you didn't get to sleep with whoever you wanted to sleep with. Okay, well. Yeah, there were were a lot of boys in my life that it would have, 
it probably would have been great fun. I mean, sex is fun, right? Let's let's not pull any punches. You know, sex is fun. You know, and there are some people I really connected with, but I never slept with them, even though it would have been just sex, because good girls don't do that. And now that I'm older, I'm looking back thinking, God, you know, I wonder what he's doing right now, because frickin' he was hot. (laughs) You know, and and what did it gain me? What did being a good girl gain me? But the reaction that you get for even admitting that, or yeah, and listen to the words, there's something you have to admit. <laughs> mm-hmm. You have to admit this. I mean, for even saying this, I mean, even if, as you put it in a rear view mirror, you know, there's some people that, you know, and they know who they are as they hear us talk. They, they, uh, they you know, they don't have the most positive reaction to what you said, you know. You know, and, I don't have a great relationship with my mom. And she said something to me one time trying to make me feel guilty about something. And she said, you know, you're going to regret this later. And I told her, I said, there's only one thing in the world I regret. And I told her what it was. I told her exactly what I just said to you. Oh, my God, she was just so disgusted and pissed at me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, it was awesome. (laughs) All right. So how does everyone find you, baby? Oh, I'm on Facebook under my own given name, Douglas Curry. And uh, I'm on uh, allpoetry.com under the name of Manfield, M-A-N-C-H-I-L-L-B, 99. It's a place where I write poetry, and it's a good repository for poetry for anyone who's thinking, you know, where they would like to read uh, other people's poetry and to poetry contests, you know, be involved in all all poetry happens to be my favorite. I'm no, I'm sure other people have their favorites, but this one works for me, and I would invite anyone to be there. I think Lady A and you know, there, there are several people who are who are fairly regular here, who uh, are frequently there as well. Mm-hmm. Well, post your play- link on my page if you get a chance. Okay, we can do that. Okay. All right. Awesome. So next, we got to write something. We got to write. Uh, what do we have to write? What's that? Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What, for for next week, you have asked us to commit. Oh, to next what type week of... is next week is just our ha- spooky Halloween show. It's going to be a Halloween okay. theme. I don't normally do ha- theme shows unless they are for specific holidays, and everybody loves Halloween, so. It says it's something fall, autumn, seasonally related to October, Halloween, spooky or not, or just read whatever the heck you want to read because you can. So you don't have to have a Halloween poem next week, but there's going to be Halloween poems being read. Uh, well, let's see what we can come up with, but I'll I'll check okay. in. All right. <laughs> awesome. Is, All right, sweetheart. I appreciate it so everybody. much. All right, everybody have a good night. I, I appreciate you all. Good night, hon. Good night. All right. Let's go ahead over here and let's grab Jade. 575, you're on the air. Oh, hello. How are you? Hi, baby girl. I'm doing great. It's awesome to hear from you. Well, absolutely. I just wanted to say that I won't miss uh, next week. That's uh, the anniversary for me when I discovered your wonderful platform and recited something from Byron uh, to celebrate Halloween. I 
will be doing something. I remember that. Yes, yes. So um, I I don't have anything really prepared. I just wanted to say uh, I'll be more prepared next time around to say happy anniversary and thank you for being available and so personable and so forthcoming. I really appreciate that. You were the one who started me to actually write poetry. Really? Is that true? Yeah, it's true. I mean, I've taken tons of literature classes, of course, and when you had to write a poem, that's one thing, but choosing to write a poem is an entirely different thing. Oh, that almost made me cry. You were an amazing poet. Well, thank you. I just never, I had all this stuff inside of me, but I just never thought to put proverbial pen to paper until last year. Well, thank goodness that happened. Um, You're more than welcome. And with that, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say we're going to do the Halloween show next week. And then either the 4th or the 11th is going to be our anniversary show. So it's kind of like your anniversary, too, because you've been here. It'll be a, you know just over a year that you've been here. And I'm encouraging everybody to write a poem for the anniversary show to the community, to like one of the poets that's influenced you, or to write a collaboration with one of the poets. So kind of keep that in mind for the anniversary show because it's our 15th year on the air, and I really, really want to share the love for that show. Wow, 15 years. My goodness, where was I? (laughs) (laughs) You were in the nursery, love. You were in the nursery. I I guess so. I guess so. But with that being said, um, until next week when uh, we can celebrate uh, when the veil is thin and the ghosts and goblins abound, I'll have something for you to to regale you with. And uh, perhaps I'll find one of the um, elder poets and do another rendition from them, if I may. That would be awesome. You do what you want. You do you, girl. Oh, thank you much, and uh, have a super night. Fabulous. Thank you so much. Thank you, honey. All right, let's go ahead and grab Uma to help close out the show. Uma, are you with us, honey? Yes. Hi. Hey, sweetheart. Welcome to the show. Thank you so very much, Nyla. I'm so excited to hear you all. And I forgot that I had to, you know, come back online to be able to read but I enjoyed hearing every one of yours. Well, I'm glad you held out, stuck with this. I'm glad you're here. Yeah. <laughs> I worked on the a comment that I posted, and you said I, it looks like a poem to, you know, uh, something that can be a poem. So I have that, mm-hmm. and I have a couple of other ones, but you can choose which one you want to hear. All of them. <laughs> Okay, let's start with the of fossils, pyramids, and then some. You see, the picture was what you have posted about the fossils of, uh, I think, Pisces family it was, and it was beautiful, like floating in the thin air, which solidified into a rock, or maybe the water got exhausted. So that made me write these lines. Do you see them lives floating over the labyrinth 
of time immemorial. Or until one day their existence may remind one of what life meant. And in the end it is still a journey to find out and be found. Peekaboo, did they hunt? <laughs> did they hunt? Did they dive? Did they capture their prey or of, the, of their hunger or lust? Did they give light to the fellows of the kind? Or did they give light to the fellows of their kind? Or all they did was to spend each and every moment in praising the worst of kind and gathering unit by unit every rich they can fathom. And in the end, did they just leave all in that granary just so their kind may plunder on them riches instead of praise any of their deeds? Oh, fleeting time, how I wish I can capture you in my heart, relieve each divine memory of larks and the cuckoos full of life, parakeets and pieces of all colors, flowers in garden, rich with blooms of so many colors, shapes or fragrances. Yet we know that time plays its number on every one of them, waiting for one plant to bloom its magnificent creation, only to wither away the next moment. O oh life, there is no better art than you, nor is there a story more dramatic than you. O oh Apsara, O oh Chetana, O oh Kamini, of what is left of life, may you preserve your beauty in thoughts and fill the earth with more such miracles. Let the new rays of sun dawn a golden new morning with heaven walking on earth or men seeking the heavens to rise against everything that creates hurt in every life. May that morning be here now, waiting for you to allow your palm to release the greatness in you. And put. Incredible. See, it's a poem. <laughs> it was generated because you said it is a poem in making or what? Right after but it, it was. It, see, it, I was right. It was. That was awesome. <laughs> and that was the picture of my fossil fish, wasn't it? It was. It was. The entire yeah. thing is, is the fossil fish and how the fish must have lived and their friends and everything that time has consumed. You know that thing's about 38 million years old? 38 million years ago that fish was swimming around in the water. Yeah, I can imagine that and how beautiful that weather must have been and how the baby schools of fishes were there. Yeah. All right, what's your next one? I am excited. (laughs) This is called Krishna Mine. It's a shorter poem. And the other one that I was talking to you about, it is part of what I read before. So you can choose which one I can read. Again. Do both of them. Do both of them and close out the show. Okay. Let me read this Krishna mind because I like it kind of. Also because, was that um, Mama that was saying that they did not really understand what love was? I think each mm-hmm. one of us had the same 
same feeling that we don't know what love is, but some something that must have been there or ethereal in the air that's always there that fills our heart. So here is my poem. It hurts me to know that you are gone away, leaving us all alone, pining for your Mohanamurali dhun, seeking thine divine presence in the empty river Yamuna shores, under every kadam tree at Brindavan. I wish my heart was the lute for you to play the ragas on this moonlit night as the white lily's fragrance fills up the garden with such a mellow aroma that only ragyaman, my love, would reveal your sweet love, reverberating the air with your love flowing through your lotus lips as you play me Krishna as though I'm your sarangi. Not a string thing since you left us, but listen, in every minute, where do I hear these notes, oh so melodious? Is that you, Krishna, singing silently in my heart? O Konsiraga, Krishna mine, as though my heart is moaning in your sweet melody divine. End poem. That was beautiful, Uma. It's um, really beautiful. Thank you so much. I just had to write it because there were the white lilies with fragrance that was touching my heart and moonlit night was out there and I had to write it. Well, I'm very glad you did. And what's your third one, honey? Um, third one is a complicated one and I started reading it last week and or a week before, before you had one of the weeks that you were um, not there, and Mama and uh, Chris were there, I think, Christopher Ryan. So mm-hmm. that's when I read it, and I kind of gathered that it was not a very uh, entertaining poem, but either I can read the whole poem or just read today's part. Um, read whatever it is you want to read, honey. Okay, since you have not heard it, I don't think you have heard it, so... It's the notes to self. I am working on a libretto type of story with contemporary thoughts, but story would be different from what we read in Shakespearean tragedy Othello. So uh, I don't want to read the whole thing again because it might take away your time, but uh, just of it is that there is this girl who is very happy as a child and she grows up enjoying every little thing that she sees, like you know, the larks or the birds or the flowers or even the bees and or the dragonflies. And then she finds someone who can, uh, why not I just read it? And then once it is all done, perhaps you could give me your advice or whatever. Okay. But um, I'll just read today's part, though, because... Um, that's where it's not too many lines, but then no, I <laughs> I'm so confused, Nyla. Let me read this. I'm but like I said, the plot and the hook is something. Enter mom and Jade as a kid. Jade, my girl, what you doing here? Watching dragonflies, mom. Have you done your homework? Not yet. What takes so long? The dragonflies. Oh, mom. 
circling around the flowers are so beautiful as the light reflects through their transparent wings, delicate and fragile like a gossamer wave. Oh, what a beauty in the creation of the Lord in the heavens. I wish I was a dragonfly or a butterfly or a blue jay touching the skies, going in circles over the brooks and valleys and hills on the countryside or way beyond, crossing the seas and the mountains and the stunning space above and be a star, have a light to give one and all forever and more. Enter protagonist. Uh, the time has just changed. Uh, I'm putting this as in how I'm developing the story. So this part was developed right after that. Um, the male and female protagonist. Oh, handsome stranger, have we ever met before? I seem to get lost in my spirit as I feel your looks flashing on my cheeks and forehead, my lips and my nose and my bosom, and all over my corpus. Are you from the moon or have you ever been? Lotus eyes like yours would make me so loverly. Is that you in my dream last night that I could, couldn't let you go? Then enter the antagonist or Kalnoik and... There is a lot of things that need to be written there, which I have uh, included a little bit more today. Um, antagonist again re-enters disturbance, disturbed mind of female protagonist with ego of male antagonist. And then this is how, why does one hide themselves when all they can is to say, hey, I'm not scared if all the time you choose to follow me. Haunt me like one would to someone who needs to be behind bars. It's nasty, simply put. All you got to say is, hello, how are you? I do not think you need to go around people to decipher what I say. These patterns of haunting one are less and less impressive if you ever care. Hey, I know you try to manipulate, pull strings, and keep all wishes thoughts. Don't mess with lives of decent people to throw mud and be proud. Is it how your machines in the brain work, never positive in such a vein? Sheesh, for thinking so much more of a mere poison ivy. I need to talk to you. Why are you harassing me again? Now, do you call it anything other than harassment? All is not fair, even if you say it is love or war. It's unfair, selfish, Machiavellian, and you are one big punk. Enter antagonist. Oh, my sweet love, my love of my life, I know you want to blame me. But you cannot fool me. When I saw you ages ago, I saw your gleaming eyes, and the way you looked at me, Reflecting all your love as if seeking the wetness of your uh, sweet union of your lovely lips pressing against mine. How could you ever forget that it was you who kissed me first? Your tongue tingling on mine, seeking the heavenly pleasures, dropping onto the earth as if a shower of ambrosia, reaching the sore of myself, the core of myself. And even though you blame that I am the culprit, you know very well, as well as I do, how much every part of your cell or every part of your cells in all your corpus just loves to unite with me, since we are meant to be forever to be together. 
and then that was today's edition last time that i have written this the ending would be this i am a believer now keep following narayana why me then other things are there all other it's going to it's just growing i don't get to write it as often as i want to because i only write a poem when i do want to write a poem so you know, i like that it's me. it's epically going on like that i like that it's it's like a it's it's a, it's going to be an epic poem it's going to be this incredible story you know mm-hmm. yeah in fact what happens is that the one that we think is a protagonist is he the real protagonist and the one that he who is an antagonist do you think he is an antagonist because her heart is yearning and pining for him still she's longing for mm-hmm. him but then she yeah. she just balances her life the way it is because she wants to balance her life the way it is meant to be but on the other hand on the other side of the ocean there he is looking and longing for her and that's I what has beautiful. that's what has made her cross the ocean and come back here and we don't know that is that a union there or is there a no union we don't know about it i'm just letting the poem come and unfold itself well i really like it i really want to hear it as it progresses yes Naila, thank you so much. And it's not end poem; it's a pause of the poem right now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> all right, perfect, sweetheart. You did such a great job on all of those. Thank you for holding on and helping me close out the show so beautifully. Before you take off, I want you to make sure to tell everyone how they can find you. they can find me asking miss naila do you know uma ji ji miss naila and miss naila would be telling you uma ji ji is there on facebook and she is also available on poetry um her poetry is available rather on uh, two of her books one is on amazon.com it's called a few poems from my heart it's a self published and self edited book it's not very in the sense it's not polished book but it has my poems in it and the other one is a blurb publication and mr brian dixon have uh, edited that and the poet the book is called the sunset sail on a moonlit night and the other poems that you might find are on blogspot which is uh, poetry by uma pochampalli and where is this blog that few of my other blogs are there if you look up for uma jiji or uma pochampalli many things may come up which i don't know so don't don't get lost looking at all the things that they say because some of them may be true so don't don't get lost in those <laughs> <laughs> i love it <laughs> that's too funny All right, my darling. We will talk to you next week. Fantastic job tonight, honey. Thank you, Naila. Thank you all friends here and I'm looking forward to join Adri and hear all of your poems later in the in the come upcoming shows. Thank you. 
You're have welcome, a happy honey. Halloween and safe weekend, y'all. You too, baby. <laughs> My southern dog. <laughs> I know. I love it. <laughs> Thanks, Uma. <laughs> you know, I was born back in uh, India, in southern India, and then here I am again in uh, southern America, and the draw has come so naturally, naturally to me. Like, I've never known that I've not been here. <laughs> All right. Thank you. We'll talk to you uh-huh. soon, baby girl. Sure. Bye. <laughs> All right, everybody. You've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink, and it is time to close out the show. Remember that next week we have our Halloween show, so if you have anything spooky... If you want to write and share something seasonal, then be sure to bring that for our Halloween show. And then in two weeks after that, either the 11th, the 4th or the 11th, we're going to be having our, um, we're going to be having our anniversary show. So if you want to write something uh, to the community, that would be amazing. You would get so many billions of kudo points for doing that and uh, sharing the love on our anniversary show. If you listen to the first 15 minutes of this show, once we hit archives, if you missed our workshop portion of the show, you can get all your prompts and everything off of there. And I guess that's all I have to share, right? It's time to go. It's been a great, great, great evening. And I am going to, I'm trying to look for something close show because, of course, I was, you know, yammering and, I didn't pick something out. We are going to do... We are going to do... Dun, 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 dun. We are going to do... Oh, come on. Get up there. Let's do... What can I find? What? Annie Oakley writes to Sunny L. Here we go. This is Casey... Lashu, we will talk to you next week. Good night, everybody. So, uh, this year, little ditty. It's called Annie Oakley Writes to Sunny List. And for those of you who don't know, Annie Oakley was a gunslinger. And Sonny Liston was a heavyweight boxer who twice got knocked out by Muhammad Ali in his otherwise spotless career. So, uh, it's called Annie Oakley, right? No, it's also, it's also about a girl I once knew who, uh, used to be a good friend of mine. And I think we had a, we had a conflict of interest over, uh, my first husband. And, um, well, you see, I may or may not have broken her nose. And so this is called Annie Oakley Writes and Sunny Listen. You'll get you'll get the drift. If your nose was a nickel, then my fist was a shotgun. But dimes to donuts says it wasn't, cause ain't a damn thing about you that shines aside from your black eye. You were tired, motherfucker. So I won't mince words. History will remember you for lying on your back. Your heavyweight belt makes for great target practice. I just 
Sam the Hammerback, knowing that even blindfolded, my aim will keep. I've heard gunshots more eloquent than you, so stop asking for a rematch. Scrape together what's left of your dignity and get gone with your sloppy could have been. You ain't worth the precision of my trigger finger.